What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. I got it right now. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. New, 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 new world order. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish. The King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly. The notorious one, new, 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 new world aka world. Mr. Coachalini, better known as the prognosticator, Kosher And you were in here in the Desert Storm bunker with EWF and C God Allah, CGA, and the eight time demonetized champion of YouTube. We're here with a great show. It is Wednesday, so you know it's Facts Over Feelings Day. And today we have a great show. Think poor, stay poor. Is that a question mark? Can change your mentality, get you out of the struggle. The struggle chose you. The struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. We're going to talk about that within the rest of this show. I got a great poll question up. What income would you be content with earning until the age of 55? That's the question there. It's not a trick question, but I have four income brackets there with the last one being more money, more money, more money. And I also have a income bracket, which would be the average income in America between fifty dollars and $75,000, you will see that later on in today's show. And then I have some income, the two in between, that are uh, incomes that people aspire to have. And uh, it's no trick question there. Please just hit your response. But anyway, we got a great show. We got a great show. Uh, we're going to recover. We're going to actually have a great straggling sniggle. We got a great doom and gloom. Uh, doom and gloom is going to take a while because I got a lot to go through. Um, and there are going to be some blue chips within the show. Don't think that every topic has to be blue chip uh, for three hours plus. We will have blue chips throughout the stream with the main subject matter towards the end. Do me a favor. Hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you like this channel. This is the coach gang in the building, the international coach gang gang. Trying. All right. And um, also, also, this is the greatest and the best entertainment here on YouTube. This is the number one show, the number one show on YouTube. And anyway, enough about that to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. And then PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is not pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel and you can super chat on the notorious cga channel but i'm gonna get it up here right now that's what he said all right yes junior college girls hear that from me all the time i'm gonna get it up right now all right they hear that <laughs> right <laughs> we're gonna get it up for you right now young darling don't you worry i'll get it up i'll get it up yeah Actually, they don't have to hear that. I'll be at full salute. All right. Anyway, Blue Chip Mindset is the series where you take you through and keep your mind on your money and your money on your mind. We give you some gems, some chips that can lead you to the Blue Chip Mindset. Fourth Corming book coming up on this subject matter and a bunch of other stuff on this subject matter. We're going to head into the 2024 uh, year on that Blue Chip Mindset. Definitely going on 100%. And... And let's get to the earlier con uh, super chats. Let's get to the earlier contributors into today's show. Anyway, we got it. It says, "Um, oh, we got Albert Wesker says glorifying the broke struggle holds many back. All right. Yes, indeed. But he says holds back many. Yes. Glorifying the broke struggle. That is something that, uh, yeah, uh, we, you know, when you do that, 
you know, a lot of people do that. They remember how poor they were, how poor they grew up and glorifying it and staying in street culture, trying to prove themselves to be street. You know what I mean? A lot of black men, young black men, listen to me. You know, I know I'm a young black male. My my message isn't tailored to young black men. A lot of content creators, they only tailor their content to blacks, black men. I'm I'm a universal brother. I've lived in a lot of areas of the of the United States. I lived in a lot of economic um, different economic situations, uh, extremely rich neighborhoods, extremely wealthy, extremely wealthy. When I lived in Newport Beach, extreme wealth to the extreme. Uh, when I grew up in high school, when I in my later high school years, I was around very upper class people. In my middle school years, I was around middle economic, lower middle class. And then when I uh, was growing up in the Midwest, I was in poor areas. All right, so I've grown up in many. So this gives me a different perspective on life, I find that a lot of people do try to embrace the struggle. You can actually have the struggle and the struggle can teach you. But a lot of people embrace these things and they try to prove these people try to prove that they're worthy of being a part of the broke or the struggle people. Hey, I was I struggle like you. And no, 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 no. All right. I ain't trying to be look. I trying to forget them years. I'm trying to forget them years. I only remember a couple things I struggle with. <laughs> I, I I ain't trying to remember them shits. People bring it up. I don't remember that. <laughs> and remember when we were struggling? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's how I do it. I don't want to talk about that shit. Remember when we had to piece our money together and go get two bags of chips and pour them all? In? I don't remember that shit. No. No, I don't. Ninja, and I wasn't there. You didn't see me there. Ninja, where did Yacht Club meeting at? <laughs> All right, that's what I'll be looking at. Uh, yeah, where the lot? He says the New York. Where the yacht club at? Ninja, we going to play pickleball and tennis tonight. That's what we doing. I want to talk about that shit. <laughs> right, Ninja trying to go. Let's go look at Porsches, man. Ninja want to rehash the same bullshit all over again. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't there. You still there? Okay, that's your problem. Saddam Insane is in the building. He says, new to the coach gang. Shout out to you, coach gang in the building. And that's you. He says, new to the coach gang, but dedicated to this ish. We back. All right. Shout out to the new members. I always forget about the new members. The new members. Okay. Saddam Insane is in the building. That's a great name. Uh, shout out to the new people who've watched me. You might have started somewhere around 2023, right? I welcome you. You know, it's a lot of catching up to do, and there's a lot of. It's a lot of stuff that you don't know about me. Yes, I'm one of the I'm the I'm from the second wave of the of the Crimson Capsule. I'm the second wave of the Manosphere. All right. I'm not the original, but I'm the second wave for sure. And um, I've been here for a long time. You know, I've been here a long time. Shout out to Anthony D. Not one says coach your intros looking like Pearlie's intros. Did you steal her content? <laughs> he says, no, nah, you the realest ninja out here. Keep it going. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, man. A lot of people are new and they find me now and they're like, hey, you sound like. And they don't name somebody in the fourth wave of the red pill. And you're like, wow. Shout out to Randy K. Whose photo was that, Randy? Randy, that ain't your photo. And that's you. Is that you <laughs> on that photo? Shout out to the beautiful Randy K. She says, greetings, Mr. Adams. He says, these women pressuring you. Oh, that was from last night. Talking about my uh, my Lithuanian chick. 
All right, my Lithuanian girlfriend pressuring me to marry me, marry her. Yes, yes, man, man, man. Women ain't ish out here. Watch out, man. Hey, listen, all of these stories that you know you guys go through in your life, I've been through them, man. Don't don't think I've been sitting here and missed out on a phase that you're going through right now. Okay, they be like, Coach, you ain't never, you ain't never ran no game, you ain't never been out here in these streets, you ain't never. Di- I did everything but sold drugs. <laughs> All right, where we at? Sizzo says, Coach's Blue Chip Mindset Wednesday, and your boy is about to join the Passport Bros. He says, he says my, govern, my government appointment is today. He says, give me the airplane sound followed by the barbecue out here. We're going to talk about passport. It's barbecue in there. We're going to talk about traveling a little bit. This, this show is going to be crazy wild. Joshua Moon says, Coach, the Canadian wildfires has us under air quality advisory, foggy skies. And the air smells like burnt plastic. Give Cleveland, Ohio, the Undertaker bill. Damn, Cleveland? I thought it was New York. Now we going to Cleveland with the Canadian wildfires. Well, Canadian is Canadian. Canada is above all of these podunk towns. Yes, Canada is above all these podunk towns. So, yes, Cleveland, Ohio, podunk city. You guys are getting Canadian wildfire. Uh, Sounds like California. Sounds like the whole Midwest going up. Chicago, too. Wow. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago got um, Chicago got smoke. They got that smoke in Chicago. Jeez. All right, man, man. Shout out to Daniel says, hey, uh, coach, this is my first de- donation to go towards the junior college fund. Appreciate you, first timers. Appreciate your content. You never fail to make me laugh while speaking about absolute facts. That's pretty hard to do, huh? But shout out to you. It's pretty hard to speak about facts and make it funny. All right. All right. But yeah, because it's real in the field. The best way to recover from all of these, you know, is a lot of people join me. They mad at women. Okay. They mad at women, right? And they're, ah, I can't stand these women. Row, row, like a dungeon dragon. Change your little drawers because your pants are sagging. And uh, I want you guys to laugh at these things. I, You know, these things is... Uh, these things are tough. You know what I mean? It's going going through relationships when you're young is tough because you don't have no leverage and options. We're going to talk about that later with this guy who became, he went from five, five to six feet through a uh, knee extender surgery. And when you don't have leverage and options, you tend to make decisions like that, right? And it hurt. It's painful, Ninja. It's painful. Women be out here breaking your heart early. They walk around flipping their hair off on you. Black women just downgrading you, talking, talking about you like a dog, like a like a dog from middle school all the way through college. Ninja, you be broke as a joke. They just sniggling at you. This is why I never feel bad, especially for black women. Yo, I be I never feel bad for their plight when they struggle. I'll be like, you getting all that karma back. All of them. black women. Are you here? I mean, I don't key in on black women, but I don't feel bad for them at all. They get all that karma back. All that shit that they took, all that shit that they talked when they were younger and they booties was filling out, titties all coming in, big country booty, big country titty, booyah. All right. And guess what? It come come, come crashing down on their head, crashing. Karma be cold, old black women, man. Y'all need to learn your lesson. Um, Anyway, shout out to Coach. He says, I'll check the replay, Coach. This lady. That looks like Martha Stewart is dropping red pill knowledge on uh on, on on Instagram. Shout out to her. 
All right, anyway, last one. Floyd Holt says, Coach did everything, even the stepdaddy thing. I've never been a stepdaddy. Never been a stepdaddy. But I've dated women. You know, I went through the I dated single mother phases. You know what I mean? Like, oh, girl, you know, you're such a wonderful princess warrior. You deserve it. You deserve it. I know you're worth it. You just a princess queen raising them kids and your daddy a deadbeat. I went through that phase. I went through that phase thinking that, you know, this is all I had left. This is all I had left. This is my only option out here. I got to date 35, 32, 28-year-old straggle single mothers. I went through that phase because you know what it was, was I was like, damn, I really can't be at the dating junior college girls. That would make me a metaphile. I went through all of that. I went through all of that and I changed my mindset up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to just go down to the junior college. I'm going straight to the freshman orientation and sophomore graduation. All right. Forget all that shit, man. Nah, 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 nah. I'm, I'm like this. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> yep. Yep. First time I went down and I dated, a, uh, I was like, I, I went back. I was like, I was in um, like approaching 40, approaching 40. And I went back. I was like, you know what? I'll just go on to date me this 23 year old girl. She was very on it. She was on it. She was body about it. And I was like, this is weird. This is a weird age gap. <laughs> this age gap thing. Hmm. Should I really be doing this? Is this reprehensible behavior? This is quite despicable. All right. 23-year-old girl was like, hey, man, yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. She wanted it. And I was like, well, all right. And I never went back. I was like, well, we can push this line as far as I can push it. <laughs> all right. I like, you know, then I started just dating within all the ranges. You know, when you're in your 40s, the beautiful thing about 40s is that all the ages are open to you. You can go up or back, up or back. Yeah, man, I was in that mindset wrestling. You know what I mean? It was just only me. And then I was like, well, them young girls don't want you. And then all of a sudden it was like, are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> if you don't mind, I don't mind. And I was like, class of 2023, 20, welcome to the junior college. Class of 2023 is here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I said, hey, I got money. It's all the same when the lights go out. It's all the same when the lights go out. But a welcome to the class of 2023. Uh, it's a, you know. <laughs> They're like this metaphile, this guy right here. All right. But anyway, ain't nothing wrong. D Weezy says, first timer here, coach. First time a faithful listener. Appreciate the mentorship. Keep putting us listeners on game. Appreciate you. First timers. Indeed. Shout out to the first timers out here. Okay, daddy. Yeah, yeah. They like it out here. They do. Daddy. All right. Thank you, brother. Look, let me get on to the show. Let me get on to the show. Thank you for the earlier contributors. We're going to catch up. Let's get into a little doom and gloom. When we start off the show on a positive note, Doom and Gloom CGA, what's going on out here? Well, the first report was a report that someone reported on last night, and they said, guys, there's a report going around right now that new, 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 new world order. says that every living U.S. president, including Barack Obama, is a descendant of slave owners, except for Donald Trump. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. <laughs> 
Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Now, this is a, it quite surprised me. It doesn't now as I read through it and try to figure out. But uh, we got to first understand that slavery was not that long ago, right? We lived in the peculiar institution longer than we have been in the free institution, so-called free. So it doesn't surprise me. We've had quite a lineage of um, of slave ownership over 200 and plus years, 250 years for sure in our country. And then we've only been so what so quote unquote free for less than 200 years. So it would make sense that we have a longer lineage. It would be five generations, six generations removed from the last um, enslaved people, according to Juneteenth. And uh, this doesn't surprise me, but um, there's insiders. People have been talking about the blue blood ancestral relationships uh, related to our leaders and where that money has come from, where they've come from. And also that Donald Trump is an outsider. This kind of improves that Donald Trump is indeed an outsider. But let's look at this a little bit here. This is why y'all wonder why shit ain't going your way. All right. Um, all current and former living U.S. presidents have at least had one ancestor who used to own slaves, with the sole exception being Donald Trump. And this is by Reuters, all right? So it's not, I mean, well, you know, it's it's, it's a media outlet, but it's not a United, what the hell? It's not a United States media outlet. So we're going to check on Reuters. And I said, I can't, you know, I don't present things unless I can verify them. So I said, let me go to Reuters, all right? And I said, let's see if they're covering this. Well, they're covering it. They're covering it. <laughs> They're definitely covering it. New, 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 new world order. And as you know, I think um, these people are not. Is, is this in the United States? Um, here it is here. It says um, five living U.S. presidents. This is right here. Among America's political elite. We're just found that five living presidents, five living presidents, two Supreme Court justices, 11 governors and 100 legislators. All right. Were former were descendants of slave owners. All right. And they kind of go through this thing. I don't know. OK, this is how you do it. All right. For some reason. I'm trying to figure out how they do it. So they said all of the living presidents, except for Trump, all descendants from slave owners. All right. I think this is interesting. I think it's interesting because people don't think that this could possibly be true. But then they go through the five living presidents, current living. All right. That includes Jimmy Carter. All right. B Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama and Joe Biden. All right. And then you're supposed to scroll down. All right. And it gives you and, and it highlights for some reason it ain't working. Oh, there we go right there. So five living president, two Supreme Court justices, which is Amy Barron Cohen, Cohen Barron, Cohen Barron. What is her name? I don't even remember. I'm not going to say what race, what people we know. I can't say that. And then you go down to 11 governors, 11 governors. I haven't been able to scan who these governors are, but 11 governors, probably Southern governors going down. Uh, um, um, 100 legislators, 100 legislators. So these are the people that are in your um, in your uh, 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 Senate and House and representative and whatnot. All right. 100, 100 generational wealth. And they trace it all the way back. America's family secret. And it says right here, few are willing to talk about their ties to America's original sin. All right. And I think this is interesting. They did not also talk about um, Kamala Harris, the fake black woman that y'all uh, um, um, had a part of that ticket. All right. <laughs> y'all keep calling her black and I don't get it. All right. Well, her father was half Jamaican. That don't make him black. All right. Anyway, but anyway, that certainly doesn't make him black. But she also came from slave ownership if in that area, in that same area where they were black. As a matter of fact, there's a great video about this. 
great video about this and that people don't want to talk about this. Um, I think it's I think it's vital to talk about it in the sense that people don't have a true understanding of what what really goes on here. And I'm going to tell you because I'm here to awaken you. I'm here to awaken you. And let's go ahead and awaken you real quick. Let me know if you can hear this video right here. Enough of that shit. But he said he said 3,200 free blacks owned slaves. I mean, you guys got to look back at it and uh, let me know. Oh, there was no audio. Well, we'll just go for my word. 32. He's is according to his number, his data. He said 3,200 free blacks. Here, I'm sorry. 3,700. 3,700 free blacks. I'll let him tell it. Who owned 12,000 slaves? All right. 30. Oh, you can't see it. <laughs> All right, buzz. He says 3,700 free blacks own 12,000 slaves. All right, so I think it's a subject that we don't know much about. I'm just going to say that right now. And then um, if we do talk about this, this is what he says, right? If we do talk about this, people want to buck this part of the conversation. It needs to be told. The true story needs to be told. And I don't think we're even close. I don't think we're due. With all the slave movies that have been put out, I don't think we're even close to discussing or understanding the true story of it, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and a lot of people, you're mad at the world. I remember, I remember when I was um, in high school, the first time Roots came out, not high school, I was in elementary school when Roots came out. As we know, Pearlie's got in trouble for talking about this because she doesn't really know what she's thoroughly talking about. She kind of has an idea and she'll run with it. But we know Roots was a plagiarized story from another author. It wasn't exactly true. It was made up. But uh, at the time when Roots came out, we was trying to kill some people. We was trying to kill some white folks. All right. We was trying to beat white people up. They were sending us to school, beat up every white person you see. <laughs> All right. All right. But um, and because we're gaslit, we're told uh, only a portion of the story. There's a bigger story. And I think it's not told. In fact, the Irish and the Native Americans were the first trying to be. They tried to enslave them. Of course, you can talk about that. They tried to enslave them, and it really didn't work out. Then they ended up enslaving the Aboriginal people, blacks, a lot of stuff, man. Um, anyway, go check that out. Investigate. Don't get mad at the story. There's nothing you can do about it. The past is past. But I think it's interesting that now your current political people are still descendants of that of that order if you will yes indeed they're still new 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 world order. they're still descended from that order yeah indeed all right a little doom and gloom for you uh, more doom and gloom on the financial order check this out and i've been telling y'all they're stealing your money right up under your noses so remember the pentagon said that there were six billion dollars missing from COVID, uh, not COVID, ukrainian relief money that they cannot account for six billion dollars went bye-bye now they're saying right here, more than $200 billion in COVID loans potentially stolen by frauds, fraudsters. Watchdog says. Mm, new, 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 new world order. Yeah. Fraudsters. Like who? Let's reference the previous story. What fraudsters are you talking about? Could it be these fraudsters? I've been telling y'all, they just they don't like me when I talk about this. Could it be them? It might be. And that's you. All <laughs> right. Where the money at? Where the money at? And this is only going to cause the cost of living to rise 
uh, the, the necessary cost of living, the rise to print more money. More money has been printed in the last five years than almost in the history of any point in this country. There's something going on. And I, I, I told you that um, there is a transfer of wealth going on that is going to be that is like no other. And actually, the, 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 there's proving this. And I've been saying this. I said this well um, in the beginning of C-19, the beginning of COVID. I said, watch out. They're going to start stealing money. Money going to start disappearing. There's a transfer of wealth going on, and it's going to make it harder for the working class individuals. If you've been with me long enough, I've been telling you that, and here we go. Now, unfortunately, it's too late. It's too late. Too late, baby. Bye-bye. The money gone, man. And I'm, I'm, this is where I teach you the moment of truth and the point of no return. And this has all been a part of the plan to get you guys to Remember, I was like, this ain't no real. Everybody called it a scamdemic, plandemic. I was like, this was the plan. If there was a plan, this was a part of the plan, how we steal the money. There's a bunch of other plans, but how do we get money? We make it available to the masses. We punish a few people. We slap a few people's hands, and then somehow the money disappears. Yep. So now they can apologize and say, well, we don't know where it went. I know where it went, <laughs> right? New, 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 new world. I know exactly where it went, Ninja. It ain't hard to figure out, and it ain't hard to tell. But when you realize what the truth is, it's too late. The moment of truth, the point of no return. When you finally realize the truth and accept it for what it is, it's too late. You can't go back. And there's no way nobody's gonna find this two hundred billion dollars. All right, they're gonna find it. They're gonna find it in the. They're gonna find it in um, income tax returns of the working class. That's where they're gonna find it. All right. Also, there's been somebody being the president this entire time. I mean, your boy Joe Cool is a one cool, calm character, bro. He a straight jacker. All right. Straight jacket. He, dude, that dude is a straight jacket ninja over there. You know him. Straight jack. Joe Cool. All right. Listen, I better not say so much. I better not say so much. Let's talk about income since we have a poll up here. Since I have a poll up here. All right. Income. Take a look at this income. So remember the poll that you took here. And let's talk about Southern California. They call them Los Angelinos. Los Angelinos in the building. Shout out to my Los Angelinos. The reality of living in Los Angeles and Southern California. And I've been telling you this for a long time because I was a longtime resident of Southern California. Southern California is a beast. It says Angelinos who make $70,000 a year are still considered low income y'all low income they say low income you say all right Can't you get him through your thick skull that i'm broke dead flat stony broke i've got three dollars and 85 cents in my purse all right and so i tell you man do people that act like they're making it in la they're not do not believe the social media people from los angeles i lived in los angeles in orange county and in, in uh ventura county for many many years a lot of them are broke and most men are broke and most women are broke. I mean, you're talking about roommates and still struggling. Roommates in shitty apartments. One, two, three roommates. I remember I used to tell a story about a girl I dated that was a lawyer that had a roommate. And people were like, what do you mean she was a lawyer and had a roommate? Yes, <laughs> right? That's Southern California. Houses, ramshackle houses were $500,000. Good starter homes, million dollars. All right, I'm talking about good starter homes, turnkey. Turnkey starter homes, million dollars. Okay. And it's no joke. So they're saying, they're saying in Los Angeles, and this is probably most of the 
California, San, you can include San Diego um, and all that. 70K a year puts you in low income. Low income. Yeah, man, it is. It is not a joke out there. So this is why you see a lot of people fleeing Southern California to go to these other places. And then when they go there, they inevitably make the same mistake or a similar mistake is which they go, wow, this six bedroom house is worth $350,000 and they'll plunk down. They'll buy it because they can never in their life imagine buying a new turnkey, turnkey house in Los Angeles and Orange County and Ventura County for $350,000. Not a six bedroom. You're talking about a two bedroom um, ranch house, a two, a two bedroom bungalow. All right, for 500000 So they go to these areas and then they do that. But what it does is it prices out, it prices out the longtime residents of the new area. Because now then the housing prices escalate and these people, the longtime residents can no longer afford it. That's the first disaster. The second disaster that happens is inevitably over time, the same people who effed up Los Angeles politically with their voting and their ideologies will eventually do it to the new area. And they'll start radically changing the political shape and landscape of that new area. And they'll come in here, well, I don't understand open carry. Why are you in 7-Eleven with a, a gun in your holster? Right? But in that area, that was a long time. But they'll be like, I really don't feel safe. And they'll come in and they'll destroy the new area like they destroyed the old area. It's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Right? They just don't get it. And they'll be very shocked about open carry and stuff like that and why these things are this way and that way. And inevitably, although they thought they were conservative when they left Los Angeles and moved into the new area, they'll become liberal, super duper liberal in the new area. So watch out for that mindset there. Arizona, has, uh, Arizona Texas, Las Vegas um, has experienced this same thing. All right. Now you got Florida potentially in areas of Florida, Miami. They all experience the same thing. These people come from New York, Chicago, uh, Los Angeles, and they'll come in thinking they're conservative. They'll want to change from the bullshit, but eventually they'll bring the bullshit with them. Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. All right, so this is why they people hate these people here. Let's get into the next one here. Oh, speaking of money, the reason why I talked about, I put the poll up because some people say, hey, I'll be good living off $50,000 and um, currently, this could be true. But I always tell you, you're going to need some more money. You're going to need some more money. And uh, let me put up this thing right here where I can show you this. I thought you'd find this interesting. You ever heard of Magic Johnson? Pause. Magic Johnson. There's Magic Johnson right there. All right. Somewhere around 1981 or 1984, Magic Johnson signed what was one of the wealthiest contracts in the history of the National Basketball Association. Now, this is 40 years ago. It doesn't seem like 40 years ago to me, but it was. This was the one of the richest basketball contracts in the history of the NBA. Now, take a look. Magic Johnson signed a 25-year, $25 million contract in 1981. Now, Magic Johnson was one of the greatest basketball players. He already won a NBA championship, a national championship. And in 1981, he signed a contract for $1 million a year. $1 million a year. And people thought this was insane. They were like, what? <laughs> okay. 
They were like, I can't believe they're going to pay a basketball player $1 million a year. Now, let's move forward 40 years. This is what I, this the point I want to make on this one. I don't want to shit on Magic Johnson. He's done well for himself. Now, I'm going to show you a list of basketball players today that make that much in one year. Okay, so how many basketball players in 2023 in this next contract year will make what he made in 25 years in one year? All right, let's take a look. So you got uh, Steph Curry's going to make 51. I'm not going to go through each one. $51 million in one year. 47 for Kevin uh, Kevin Durant. 46 and 46 for Bradley Beal, Ninja. Bradley Beal. All right, 46 for LeBron. Damn, Bradley Beal about to make more as much. He making more than LeBron. And people are saying it's a different time. Hold on. This, this is what I want you to think. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to equate this to you. Because when you say I'm comfortable with making $50,000 a year, just wait. All right, just wait. It's going to be a different time. You're going to look back at 2024 and say, I should have made more money. Okay, just wait. <laughs> okay, here we go right here. So you have LeBron James. You have Nick. Uh, you have Djokovic. 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 The Joker, 46 million. Paul George, 45 with Kawhi. They ain't done shit for $90 million. All right. And let's scroll down. Let's scroll down. You have to go to the 50th ranked person. Number 50, 24 million. Okay. So John Collins is going to make in one year what Magic Johnson made in 25 years of basketball. And much of it was not playing. All right. Much of it was he was a front office owner. He was a head coach and they, he was a forever Laker. All right. So 50 players, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole. All right. DeMar DeRozan. Who are these people? Gordon Hayward. OK. Bam out of bio. I'm not saying who are these people, but just like Michael Porter. All right. These people make way more money. Now, here's the deal. The reason why I show you this. The reason why I show you this is because. When you say $50,000 is enough in a different time, it's not enough. 30 years ahead, it's not going to be enough. And I'm going to prove it to you right now. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. What do you believe is the average income in that same time period for an American family? Okay, What do you think? In 1981 was the average income, the average, let's not go to average, the median income in 1981. How much do you think the median income to be able to survive and feed your family in 1981 was? What do you think? What do you think? All right, let's go ahead and show you, okay? The median income in 1981 was $21,000 thousand dollars a year twenty one thousand dollars a year you see this right here in 1980 the median family income family that's two incomes potentially the median family income twenty one thousand dollars a year now this is the blue chip mindset This is the blue chip mindset. I'm here to let you know, just like Magic Johnson was a different time, and now uh, NBA players are making what he made in a year, made in 25 years in one year, the same could be said 
about many of us. Some people make $100,000. So in four years, five years, you're making more than what people made in one year in 1981. Okay. Now we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. This is an important, this is an important piece. This is why when I tell you, if you're content with a certain income, sometimes that could be a recipe for disaster. Yes, you can live off of it now, but what about later? What about when you're, you can live off of it now as Magic Johnson, you could be leaving well, but what about 25 years later when you see what people are doing, the same thing you're doing and actually doing it because of you, they're making the same amount in a short amount of time. Now we're going to talk about buying power in a minute, but let me get to it. What does the average American make in 2022? And your answer is the median average worker brings home $54,000. So we've went up in 40 years. Well, this is average, but we'll play with it today. The, the income went up $34,000, and that is one worker. That's not the household income. That's just a worker. Remember, the family income was $20,000. The average worker, $54,000. You see? And I just showed you um, yesterday that two millennial workers earn a combined income of $160,000 a year and they're pinching pennies. They said they can't afford it on two incomes combined 160K. Now, of course, they live in Southern California. So it's, we, we know that, but this is what we're saying. You guys have to get out of the mindset that earning what you're earning today is going to be enough. If you're a young person, let's just say you're in your 20s and 30s. By the time you get to 50, if you're earning the same money, you're gonna take pay cuts. You're gonna be you're gonna be pay cut it out. It's gonna be harder for most of you. Some people will be fine. It would be equivalent to say, in today's world, can a person make twenty thousand dollars and be fine? Yeah, a small percentage of them. Yeah, forty years ago they would be good. Today, could they make it? No. Huh? Yeah, I mean they could, but <laughs> okay, but I'm sure there's struggles. And with that being said, here. With that being said, let's take a look at a CPI inflation calculator, which measures, it measures um, income. It measures income in certain years and buying power. So you can say inflation or buying power, which essentially buying power is going to be like uh, purchasing power. What, what current, what, what, um, what is the currency required to buy goods and services? And if you don't think this is true, just go to the grocery store. I mean, I go to the grocery store. I could buy 16 items. It's in 125 bucks. I'm blown away. I'm blown, I'm blown away by the cost of goods and services. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the CPI inflation calculator and then put this in your mind. You can go ahead and do this on your own. All right. Let's go ahead and take the same years. Let's take January 1980. And let's take, um, let's say you were living better now, Coogee sweater now in 1985 making $50,000 a year. How much buying power do you have today? Like what is $50,000 uh, in 1985 worth today? What do you think? Go ahead and guess. I'm going to calculate it right now. $50,000 in 1980 is equivalent to the same power buying power of $144,000 a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Anybody who thinks this is false, you're out of your mind. Let's take 100K. So let's take 100K. 100K. What is that? And what by in, in 1985, if you made 100K, you were rich. You were a part of the wealthy class. All right. And so let's go ahead and calculate 100K. In buying power today, that would be almost $300,000. Give or take, plus or minus. Now, if you will, okay. If you will, I'm going to try to see if I can advance the age, advance the years, which I cannot, all right, uh, on this one. But let me see if I can find a calculator that can tell you what your current income would be worth, all right, in the future. In the future, I, I think there's a calculator that can actually de determine that. Uh, let's see here. Let me see here. Uh, let me see if I can go past. Okay, this one. Oh, no, it does not. All right, so it will be able to predict. I actually had one before, but I can't find it. All right, I can't find it. But it actually will allow you to predict in the future, you know, it's going to be certain accuracy, certain accuracy. Let me see if this is the one. All right, let me see if this is the one. 2023, um, and I'm going to put 2050, 2050. Let me see if it does it. And I'm going to put that, uh, oh, this is going to be different. This is different. I'm going to see if this is going to be the one that calculates it. All right, yeah, this is the wrong thing. This is the wrong calculator. But anyway, as you can see, as you can see, what ha happens is even if there's a legit inflation or a non-legit inflation, simply companies will figure out a way to pass the cost of doing business back to, back to the consumer. They're not going to eat their cost. So let's just say, hey, these companies are charging more it's not inflation. They're just charging more. Well, they're going to charge you more because it might cost them a little bit more to produce the same thing. So they're doing their thing to create whatever item. And then they raise the cost through because of theft or the cost of production. And they're not going to eat the cost. They're going to pass it on to you. And this is how there's a artificial inflation, if you will. So you might say the inflation is caused by. Well, it doesn't matter. The items are still going to increase because the cost is going to be passed to you, not to them. They're not going to eat the cost to keep the price low. You get it. So this is what I'm thinking about. What I'm telling you is a mindset. If you look at the last 40 years and you can take that in CBI inflation calculator and you can really make it ridiculous to see where things have gone. All right. If you will. And you can say, let's go back to the 1950s where everybody wanted to, you know, you want to have your wife. Let's go back to the 1950s, if you will. All right. The 1950s. OK, what would what would what would one hundred thousand dollars a year look like in the 1950s? All right. That's. Oh, yeah. OK. So in the 1950s, which it would probably be rare to see somebody who make one hundred thousand dollars a year, but they would certainly be a millionaire in today. So they were a millionaire. You were considered a millionaire if you made one hundred thousand dollars a year in 1950. Let's just take it to fifteen thousand dollars a year. $15,000 a year would equivalent be equivalent to two, what? $200,000. Oh. <laughs> In the 1950s, where you want to take your traditional housewife, if you made $15,000 a year, it was the equivalent of damn near $200,000. Ay, ay, ay. Jesus, I was like, what? All right, yeah. And by the way, houses were, this is why boomers have a, 
Uh, somebody says, send me back. This is why baby boomers tend to have a skewed misunderstanding of what millennials and Gen Z are going through. It's very hard for boomers to understand. How come you're not buying a house? How come you're not buying a car? How come you're not getting married? Well, it's damn near impossible. The boomers had cars that were worth, you know, $1,500 to $3,000. That was a new car. When I was a young Gen Xer, I could get into a car for three grand. I could get into a new car. It wasn't a great car. I could get into a new car for three grand for certain. Okay, for certain. I could get into a nice car for $9,000. I could get into a nice car for $9,000. Okay, a nice one. Like a Honda Accord. I could get into it for 9K. I could buy a house um, back then if I had the money. I could buy a nice house for $60,000. Certainly under $100,000. And that's on the West Coast. That's in California, right? That's in California. So this is how this is how crazy it has become. It is crazy. So do your own, yeah, a Corolla, a Toyota Corolla for nine grand. Certainly in 1993, I could certainly buy a Toyota Corolla for $9,000. Easy. Now, the income that, you know, like if I made as much money as I made now back then, it would be a drop in the bucket. But what I want you to understand is now today, if you're not making money in advancing, you're taking a pay cut, right, gradually, and it's slowly going to eat you up, even if you're minimalizing, even if you stay single, um, and it is determined, you know, where you live, you know, you're going to get bumped out and have to move somewhere else. And as you see, it doesn't matter where you live in the United States, the cost of living is going and growing exponentially with this transfer of wealth, this inflation, this printing more money. You guys voted these people in. They're doing you in slowly. You big dummy. This is the, the pot with the boiling frog. So I want you to think, you don't make enough. You don't make enough at all gas. I have a picture of myself pumping gas in middle school into my mother's car. The gas behind me says 89 cents. Who remembers those days? Okay. I used to get gas, 89 cent, 99 cent. So I've certainly seen the cost of petroleum, petro, if you will, skyrocket in my, in my years. Skyrocket. I remember 79, 89. Okay. Now we're at many places, $4, $5, some $3, $3.50. I mean, it's insane. Okay. Anyway, let's talk about this last point. Uh, Gen X straggle daggles. Gen X straggle daggles. Yes, here we go right here, and then we'll get on to the best rest of the contributions. How two Gen X moms are grappling with food stamp cuts, surviving off $23 in monthly benefits, and struggling to pay their bills. Can't you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke? Dead, flat, stony, broke? I've got $3.85 in my purse. Okay. So, uh, you know, older women are going to go through this struggle, especially straggle daggles. If they already were trying to play the system, this is why I tell you never go full socialist because this is a this is an example of people who did Biden. They went full socialist and then this is where they ended up. Now, the reason why they're saying there's food stamp cuts, they don't realize there's not food stamp cuts. We just are in post covid years. So these people sat on their asses, 
They played the system. They played the unemployment. They played the COVID relief and the child tax credit. And they thought they were balling and living better. And then as I tell you, they will rug pull you. Socialists will rug pull you. They will steal money and rug pull you. And they got rug pulled. And now they can't make it. This is classic socialism. You can be an anti-capitalist, but understand classic socialism is ripe for corruption like immediately. Like it's ripe. Like you're going to get corruption on a rampant scale. And these people are going to be victimized by their own victimization. So they victimize themselves. And then eventually they got rug pull. And now they're out here complaining that they can't make it. Okay. This is the equivalent of we're going to give everybody a thousand dollars. Then you're going to vote it in. And then five years later, oh, we can't give you that no more, but we'll give you 550. I mean, classic rug pull. And you guys will be up and down saying that these holes are winning. Well, there's no way in hell at this particular point that we can actually believe that. And we're going to continue to show you that over here on this channel. This is why you have to make good conscious decisions on who you mate with, who you procreate with, and so forth and so on. And uh, the Punani can wait meaning that forcing yourself into a situation because the punani is free often will make sure you know that it ain't free. Let's get to the super chats and the contributions. Then we got straggling sniggle theater and somewhat inching towards the main event slowly. All right. Be careful out here, man. These people, man, oh, actually, I'm going to show you. There's women in here telling y'all what the game is. And the reason why they're doing this, you guys think women are evil? No, they're trying to survive. This is manipulation. They're trying to survive. When they say they need a man that makes a certain amount of money and you need to be a certain, and then it's keep going up and up, economically attractive men. Remember all that? I was like, dude, they're struggling. That was the first indicators that let me know that these bitches broke out here. All right, what do we got here? We got Mr. Grove in the building. What do you got to say, sir? He says, uh, Coach, I finished up The Evolution this morning on Audible. Great book, and you are dead on as usual. Thank you for all that you do for us every day in great stream last night and you are right free agent lifestyle is the only answer it's the only only free agent lifestyle for life that's when i wrote that book i was like man there's only one choice a very smart man can make and i used to tell you don't take on any dead weight remember during before covid as we were going into it i was like guys do not get into a relationship now and y'all goofy asses start doing the um um quarantine boo quarantine boo y'all start moving in i was like y'all gonna regret that <laughs> you're gonna regret that don't take on dead weight all right but you can clap cheeks what are we doing here we got no government name sd coach does that chart you show have how much a visit to the junior college was in 1980 oh boy we need to go back to those prices by the way join the money mindset Best $50 you'll ever spend. Join the money mindset. Henry Resilient has put the link in the description. The money mindset is the realest deal going on right now. We give you uh, we give you financial um, information from almost every angle. Ladies, we hit it from every angle. Ladies, you can join too. We had members, uh, female members of the money mindset. Okay? Because y'all straggles don't need it. Get the book. I'm giving y'all information by I'm from the future, by the way, just to let you guys know, I am from the future. I'm giving y'all information from the future. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan says, shout out to the best workday show. He says, it's funny you say it's a transfer of wealth going on. 
it's definitely in real estate. I drive through new construction communities being built every two to four, maybe even, um, he says every day for two to four. I'm not sure what that means. He says maybe, oh, that's the price. Two to four, maybe even $500,000. That's just starting out. Builders are eating, Sean. Yeah, man. I live in the community. I live in a, uh, I went moving to Nevada. Nevada's building like crazy, like wildfire. Okay. Mexicans is making a lot of money in construction right now. Whoever these builders are, you got the builders, um, all these building communities. If y'all can't name five builders, Ninja, you need to, and you can name five uh, fat women you've fornicated with, your mind is wrong. Okay. <laughs> all right. Somebody, oh, we got some haters in here. What? Somebody says, how's the book going to help? We got some people in here. Get this ninja out of here. He got two different profiles, too. Okay. Somebody say he got two different profiles. What is he doing, man? Hey, man. Hey, whoever's on it, get that ninja out of here. Where are we at here? Yeah, that, whoever that is got two profiles. They they hating on me from two profiles. <laughs> he watching two. He got two computers on. Wow. Ninjas is powerful. Wow. His mama is in. Oh, him and his mama on at the same time? Man, get their asses out of here. I imagine subscribing over here to hate. All right, anyway. But uh, yeah, man, these communities are being built like crazy. And don't think just because we're going through a hard time economically with home purchasing that um, that uh, this is going to end. They're seeing in the future. Remember, every 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 community. Let me see if you know this. How far in advance? How far in advance are communities planned? Okay. Does anybody know how far in advance are community plan, communities planned? Okay. Anyone know? How far in advance are communities planned? Yep. Somebody said 30. Okay. 20 years, 10 to 20. Okay. I'm, I'm, my, my, my answer to this for me, my answer, but it could be even longer. My answer is at least 20 years, at least 20 years in advance of the first hole being dug. Okay. At least 20 years in advance that the first hole is dug. So a community that you see go up and you're like, oh, they're going to get eaten up because housing prices are up inflation. They've already planned that community down to what schools are going to be there. It's kind of like that game. They have a game on um, Sim City, where the police department is going to go, what parks and recreation, what junior high school, middle school. Uh, they don't just do it at whim and go with, oh, there's a trend. Let's build. There's not a trend. They are far seeing in advance. And so they plan them out. They find out what universities, what junior colleges. Yes, they plan that shit out. What grocery stores, what strip malls. And so if you're a person trying to get involved in real estate commercially, you have to be three, five years in advance to say, I'm going to build a building in this area and or I'm going to lease a building in this area. You got to be so far in advance to think and plan this out and be ahead of the game. So you'll be like, oh, this community is going up. Maybe perhaps I'll buy a building or start a bit. You're already behind, <laughs> right? You're already behind. So they've already got it already planned out. So you got to be three, five years in advance to be able to get yourself a foot in the door. That means you have to have the money and resources available to invest that far in advance to be able to wait patiently and see the income come in five years after that. 
So you put up a business, a gas station in a community that's being built. They're saying, we're going to build out here in this area. Then they're going to build. By the time your gas station goes up, you're still in the hole. But you're going to see yourself five years down the line and see the income. By the time you see the income, it's five years after the hole is dug. Five, ten years as the city's being planned. You know what I mean? This is how it works. Now, you can't get in. You can't get in. But I'm just telling you, man, you got to be ahead of the game. This is why some people be like, we behind, we behind. You're way behind. Okay. <laughs> you're way behind. All right. You don't know how far you're, you're really behind. So you got to be very, very proactive and you got to take risks. Shout out to No Government ABH says there's a series on HBO called Love and Death. He says, um, it has a lot of hard to swallow RP truths about women in marriage. Shout out to you. Macaroni Tony says, utility regulatory commissions are in talks to raise base rates by 13%. He says, but let me guess, Ninja's still worried about these 304s, right? Uh-huh. And he says, Pete, sitting down Ninjas will call their apartment maintenance men to change their damn air filters yet want to ask. What color pill and what Alpha Sigma Zeta are you? Wow, you going in on these peace sitting down ninjas. Again, late to the party. Late to the party, ninjas. Most of us, yeah. Most of us are behind. You're, you're 10, 15 years behind. Most of us, I'm going to include myself, we're 10 to 15 years behind everybody. Everybody. I mean, we really got to catch up. We really have to catch up. Your mindset has to catch up. All right, shout out to no government name. Joe Biden will announce his Biden economics plan in Chicago today. Oh, boy. Black women and low-frequency black men will fall for this mess again. Ring the other undertaker bell indeed. Joe Biden. All right, where's Joe Biden? I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. As long as they smiling at you, dancing, shuffling, all right, Rocking back and forth, popping their fingers. All right, as long as they're doing that, ninjas are going to fall for it. <laughs> they're going to fall for it. Oh, uh, man. All right, stealing the wealth. All right, I do have some super chats, and I'm going to do those brothers right now. Uh, Real Paradox says, moved from Milwaukee to Houston two years ago from 70K to 125K. Just booked my first international trip to Dubai today. And he says, and got my passport. Free agent lifestyle for life. Got my passport. Shout out to you. And it looks like you're going to do do Dubai. Shout out to you. New, 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 new world order. All right. Desert Brew Coop. The sub was a distraction. Hunter not serving any time. And the founder of FTX is not facing any charges. All the Ukraine money was being laundered. Shout out to you. New, 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 new world. Did you guys miss that? You guys completely missed that. Did you hear that the founder of FTX, the $85 billion, I believe, that was funneled. Did you know that he'd not get any charges? Anybody know that? <laughs> All right. Anybody know that? Hunter Biden, slap on the wrist. As Anthony Bryan Logan says, no big rocks to little rocks. No charges. Y'all missed it. You missed it. You completely missed it. I saw it. I didn't report on it, but I did see it. Uh, let me see here. Founder, no charges. He skated under FTX. He skated all while y'all was worried about that damn submarine. <laughs> right? Here we go here. All while y'all was, okay, he says right here he faces federal charges. Uh, let me see right here. He lost bid to toss criminal charges over here. All right. 
the judge rejected. So this is as of yesterday. They rejected motions to dismiss. All right, but yes, he did initially get a um he did get he did get it bumped out, but it looks like they're putting it back on his ass. As of two hours ago, 16 hours ago, 16 hours ago, Reuters covering it. Okay, Reuters covering it. They was like, nah, I'll get his ass back in there. Okay, what do we got here? Uh Javon Kelly, you spoke to Kermit and Miss Piggy this week. He says, there you go, ruining my childhood again. Thanks for all that you do. I'm here for that, brothers. <laughs> y'all got y'all fat fetish from Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Last two, Henry Brazilian says, no joke. It's life-changing information provided in the money mindset. Invest in yourself. Like the stream. Check out the money mindset. All right, that's Patreon level, top level. Well, not top level, but the $50 level. It is what it is. Delta Fox, don't underestimate the power of making more money. I paid off over $70,000 in consumer debt in less than a year just by switching jobs and doubling my income. Get your money right first. Everything else will come with time. Pause, but it will come. I'm coming too. All right. But uh, anyway, shout out to Delta Fox, and she's right. Sometimes you have to get to a point where you get that Hail Mary, and the Hail Mary will be you, and then you can start paying off debt. Have you ever done a debt payoff calculator? It's depressing, ain't it? Okay. You ever, have you ever done that? You have a consumer debt, and you take your debt, and they can you can actually find these calculators, and you say, okay, I have, let's just go outrageous and keep the number simple. I have $10,000 of credit card debt. Okay. And then you're going to pay the minimum payment. They will tell you how long it's going to take for you to take pay that. Did I say 10000 Yeah. It will tell you, they'll tell you how long it takes to pay at the minimum payment that $10,000 credit card. That shit is obscene, right? It's obscene. It's ridiculous. And in fact, it will tell you, you pay whatever you charged on that card. You pay, yeah, it takes you, by the way, the answer is years. It's years. Okay, years. Like it's probably seven years to pay off $10,000. Okay, I'm just guessing. If you used... If you um, if you use the yeah anyway, if you use the minimum payment or slightly above, it's probably seven years. Uh, just do your own diligence. Now, due diligence. Now, what it in essence will tell you is you paid five to ten times, maybe fifteen times, the amount for whatever it is what you bought, whatever it is that you bought in that ten thousand dollars. By the time you pay it off, you paid for each item you bought. You paid. 10 to 15 times the actual cost of that item. It is unreal. A uh, debt and bad debt is unreal. People used to tell me back when I was a youngin, there's two types of people. Two people, there's two types of people, people who earn interest and people who pay interest. People who earn interest and people who pay interest. Those two types of people, people who earn interest are going to far outpace those who are in the business of paying interest. It is it is a different ball game, and that is a mindset. That is a mindset you got to change. The people who are earning interest are just mopping the floor, which you pay interest people. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Um. What? All right, anyway. Let's get into straggle and sniggle theater here. This is the blue chip mindset, and there's blue chips all throughout the stream. Hey, uh, with me. 
can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. And so, you know, the big thing, especially for young black men, because you guys are about, you're the one behind on this information for sure. The majority are behind. You guys got to catch up. It ain't about race. It's about this money. It's about interest and it, it's about understanding money. It, it Dude, if you just change your mindset and understand what it is and what the game is, you'll find out it's about now you can, the, the normies are going to be consumed by the race, right? But it ain't about that. It's about understanding what money does and the power. Only you can save yourself. Straggle Sniggle Theater. Uh, we have a young man, a sniggle. We have a sniggle, <laughs> right? Um, and this sniggle, <laughs> this sniggle has decided for his own goods and purposes. He's from Atlanta, so that tells you he's a sniggle. He's decided to do a surgery, okay, to a surgery to extend his legs or extend his body. Apparently, he was going through some things, and he is five foot five. All right, shout out to the Sort Kings out here. Wait a minute. He's allegedly five foot five, and he's decided to go through an extensive surgery, almost worth one hundred thousand dollars. I don't know if this is the best use of money, but I'll tell you this in a minute. I don't know why I don't have the story. Okay, I, I had the story, but we'll just listen to the video here. Um, allegedly elected to go through a very excruciating, painful surgery. He's not the first one, nor he will be the last. Let's go ahead and play him. He got his Timberland boots on too. Actually, now my the women that have come I've come across have been much different than women I had before. What do you but, mean different kinds of women? Uh. The, the class of women I met before the surgery were not necessarily on the same level of the class of women I'm meeting now. As far as what they do, their occupation, uh, overall appearance, those things. Interesting. So you think you've pulled better women since you've gained some height? I don't think. I know. Wow. I absolutely know for a fact. Interesting. Okay. Let's keep it pushing. Oh, man. There's so many angles to approach this story. This is definitely going to be a sniggle. I don't, I don't, listen, people, there's too many angles here. Uh, this is not the best use of your money. You're going to pay $100,000 for a surgery to get put on child support. That's the first angle. You, <laughs> you just elected to pay $100,000 so you can attract better straggles just to get put on $100,000 of child support. I mean, what? I'm like sitting here, like trying to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Just like. Wait a minute. Who All right. You? Listen, sometimes you need a better self-esteem and women get titty implants and booty implants. This is a rather painful way to go through it. But um, unless go from the next angle, how much money could he have got at the junior college? $100,000 at the junior college. Well, I'm not going to just, I'm going to do some quick maths here. Somebody could probably do it quicker. Uh, let's see how many junior college girls he could get in a vine municipality like Los Angeles. All right, let me see here. Here we go right here. Uh, let me see if I could get it. Yeah, uh, he could have had fun. He could have got his salami, his whistle wet, at least 200 women. He could have had 200 women. 200 to 300 women at the junior college. <laughs> he could have been, he could have released all that venom by going to the junior college. <laughs> okay. 
And yes, and the height don't matter. They don't care about height. He could have released all that venom. He could have been roar, <laughs> right? 200 to three. Dude, now, if he was a member, if he got his passport, he got his passport. He could have had a thousand women. He could have had a thousand women with just a passport. And that's including airfare, hotel. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. He could have had a thousand women. That's including airfare, transportation, rental car. All right. Anyway, just with a passport, Ninja, that's a, that's a, what, what is a passport these days? 290. All right. Come on, bro. Now let's just say, <laughs> right. He says, you're right, coach. Nothing is free. Now he's trying to pay a hundred thousand dollars to get free sex. Mm. Or let's just put it like this. He's going to pay a hundred thousand dollars just to pay for dates. Mm. <laughs> and, or get put on child support. And or to get married to pay a million dollars. He could have moved to another country at five foot five and been the tallest ninja in that country mm. with that hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> five countries. Let me see. He could have moved to the Philippines, Thailand. He would have been tall. He'd have been like Godzilla in these countries. <laughs> like all that. And he could have went back and forth and lived there part-time. He could have been an expatriate. He could have bought some real estate that made him look better to these rest of these straggle daggles. I Do not tell me this ninja lives in an apartment. And by the way, he didn't even fix his teeth. He went straight for the kneecaps. All right, come on. Priorities, ninjas. Priorities. Just to get some straggle punani. Let's go to it right here. Let's take a look and pause. And, and shout out to this guy. Everybody has self-esteem issues. There are photos of him on the internet that shows that he is definitely significantly taller. What is going on with the Malthus, man? We got to get. He went straight for the knees and forgot the teeth. Wait a minute. Who are Ninjas you? don't have their priorities straight at all. I mean, we don't have our priorities straight at all. We got to do better. We got to do better out here. Um, that's what I think about this story. There's just too many angles here. Now, listen, as a short king myself, I understand. But um, there's thing, there's something called leveraging options that actually beats probably the pain of going through what you're going to go through. I'm assuming you probably can't play basketball anytime soon. It ain't going to make you any better at ball. So I can't imagine you're going to be able to pivot, jump, stop, move around. All right, go. Uh, coast to coast it ain't gonna help you there he says long legs short arms he's looking like a t-rex now because your body's gonna be proportioned your head probably gonna look smaller uh but anyway he says yeah he spent his future he spent his future money trying to impress loser women guys let's not do this i'm telling you you guys put women too high on the pedestal let's just calculate this women far outnumber men there's a there's a shortage of men not only that in atlanta you're impressing atlanta straggle daggles you could have moved to utah and been just fine got you some flat back to plain jane uh plain white rice white girls and you would have been all right all right but ninja you had to go to atlanta and impress some straggle daggles in atlanta here's the thing <laughs> right I, I just don't understand I just don't understand why 
this is that you guys pedestalizing women. We outnumber them. I'm sorry, they outnumber us. They're in the deficit. And as a young black male in Atlanta, it uh, I don't know, man, just a, just relocating would have solved a lot of these problems. Anyway, he said he could have bought four Bitcoin. There's a whole bunch of things he could have did in his future. Now, let's just say he's incredibly wealthy. Uh, we're just going to hope he's incredibly wealthy, and this is just discretionary or, yeah, discretionary income that he used. All right, but let's go to the next straggle story. Apparently, I think we're going to stay in Atlanta. I'm just going to assume this is Atlanta. Apparently, a white straggle is here, and a couple of sniggles have robbed a ninja at gunpoint, and they recorded it and bragged about it later. Generation Z, ring it. Ring it for Generation Z. Here we go. They're on live, y'all. They're on live. Now, the woman is very brazen with it. Bonnie. We're going to call her Bonnie. All right, and so they said apparently this happened in Miami. Let's go ahead and extend this clip out. This is the young man, the dreaded young man, who is now bragging about their uh, come up here. Ruka's going to come up here. Uh, let's go ahead and play the video. They wanted to go skitty yap pop pop here we go. Let's go here. These young generations are dangerous. And I've been warning you, Umar Johnson, Hotep ninjas. What have I been telling you about you, Hotep ninjas? I've been saying the problem you have with your what we got to do as a people is the young men and the young women. You can't get Generation Z on board with any of your bullshit. They're not going to go with this shit. They out here with their skinny jeans, sagging pants. They ain't going for all what we need to do as a people. Let me find it. Uh, they won't refresh the screen here, so let me see if I can do something about it. Let me see if I can do something about it. I'll just share the story. Apparently, uh, where's the story? There they are. There they are. Three people arrested. Take a look. Take a look. Look at this jawline on this straggle. Goodness. Look at this Christomethany. Look at wow, take a look at this face. She got a bot, she got a damn Lego head as a face. Okay, let's go ahead. Take a look at these sniggles about to go to jail for a long time. Take a look, straggling sniggle theater actually on camera on live. You cannot, what is going on with these people, man? This is crazy. All right, let me see here. There's no story. Uh, three arrested in Florida for armed robbery after sharing video on social media. Yeah, the internet has not been a good thing. Internet hasn't been a good thing for a lot of us. Um, here it is. Here's the gentleman here. Here's the gentleman. All right. That is going to share his story. There it is right there. Skinny pop. pop, pop. All full shit. All his shit. Man, we should have left his ass right in the middle of the road, bitch. Oh, my God. This shit is crazy. Like, I so all full shit, all his shit. <laughs> Man, we should have left his right. What that mean? Apparently, he's uh providing testimony. I can't understand what he's talking about. But of course, racism. Of course, the man. Of course, gentrification. Of course, redlining and gerrymandering. Of course, the whites. 
the Kanye, the Jews, of course. Of course, right? But these young black men have taken this course of life. And of course, you know, they're going to find everybody else to blame uh, but themselves. And this is the thing. This is what happens. This is why we're years behind because we're trying to make penitentiary chances. Shout out to ABL. We're taking penitentiary chances to look cool and mostly because of women. People will deny that. Most of the dumb shit that we do is because of women, right? Let's go to this uh, straggle here. We got a straggle here, a bisexual straggle. Okay, shout out to her. This is a bisexual straggle right here. So she takes meat and she licks them low. All right, she takes meat and she licks them low. Her name is, well, I'm not going to care what her name is. Um, Obviously, we're dealing with sloppy yogurt here. I mean, where in the world are the, okay, anyway. Uh, she has something to say. She is definitely uh, um, a stud. She's into studs, but apparently she's the stud. So what's happening is, and I know this about bisexual women, they find it interesting that women, you know, they, they get treated like women. They get treated by, they get treated by women like we get treated. So if they're playing the masculine or the dom, they deal with bullshit like we deal with bullshit. And so this is going to be her synopsis of as a dom, how it is being treated by modern women. All right, this is the setup. Here we go. I have dated far more men than I have women. And I do genuinely like women. I just love being the victim. You know what they don't tell you about when two women date each other? You have to sometimes lose an argument. Yeah. You know those guys who have been married for 40 years, but they're just walking around like a bozo, like happy wife, happy life. You have to become that guy for a 24-year-old with a crystal collection. <laughs> All right. So uh, as you can see, her synopsis is, hey, I have to be a dumbass man like you to say happy wife, happy life. I have to be a miserable married person like miserable married men because I'm the I'm the dom. All right. And I'm going for the femme or the submissive. I'm going for the femme. And they'll do it. And now she realized, oh, this is some bullshit out here. And I'm doing this for who? A 24-year-old with a crystal collection. A woman that is, believes in astrology. Uh, all of this shit. And she's like, oh, this is shit is crazy. So now get used to it, buddy. All right, yes. Get used to it, buddy. Deal with it. That's what we've been dealing with for decades. We've been dealing with the bullshit. So you want Punani? Deal with the bullshit. <laughs> Take a look. I'm bisexual. I have dated far more men than I have women. And I do genuinely like women. I just love being the victim. You know <laughs> so when you're with the man, you being the victim. But when, when you're with women, you can't be the victim. You know what they don't tell you about when two women date each other? You have to sometimes lose an argument. <laughs> imagine. Imagine. All right. Imagine now all of a sudden you're in an emotional argument that doesn't make sense. And you got to take that L all for the Punani. All for the Punani. <laughs> right. Oh, damn. Okay. I want Punani. I'll lose the argument. Yeah, bro. We knew this. And now she here in, in, cause she's a generation Z. She want to eat. Uh, she want to lick them low, but now she got to play that game. Yeah. You know, those guys who have been married for 40 years, but they're just walking around like a bozo, like happy wife, happy life. You have to become that guy for a 24-year-old with a crystal collection. <laughs> hey, man, welcome to the real world, baby. Welcome to the world of man. Welcome to the world of where you need some punani. Yes, indeed. 
So even the bisexual women, the lick'em low lovers, the lesbians are dealing with this. And by the way, some of the most toxic of the relationships that you will ever see in your life, and I'm saying this from experience, are two women living together. You ain't seen domestic violence. You ain't seen gaslighting, manipulating. You ain't seen the silent treatment and arguing like two women and lesbians. You also won't see a lot of sex. They have the least sex of any group, any well, of any of the gender groups out here. So in comparison to men-on-men relationships, men-on-women relationships, and women-on-women relationships, women-on-women have the most fighting, the most strife, the most violence, the most domestic violation, and the less sex. <laughs> the least sex. The least. And they can't even compare men and women, uh, men heterosexual. Heterosexual uh, couples have nowhere near the sex as two men. Two men be out here boning for breakfast, all right? You basically have two people who have a no off switch for fornication. Anyway, it's absolutely insane, all right? And they have some domestic violence as well, all right? They be stabbing each other. They be stabbing each other through the heart and whatnot, but they make mad money though. Uh, whoever, they be the richest out here. You guys got to watch out, man. You guys got to watch out. All right. But anyway, that's why. Never mind. I, I could go into that all day long. Pause. Not me. I ain't going into that. But they definitely be out here. That's why the, that's why the monkeypox be going crazy. That's why the HIV went nuts. Hey, did y'all ever do, have you ever um have you ever studied HIV when it first came out? AIDS and shit. That shit spread like wildfire like this. Like you got to go back, man. Some of y'all are too young. You got to go back to the 80s. Who, who's from the 1980s? Anybody from the 80s? I remember this shit. When it first came out, when it first came out in San Francisco, that shit spread like wildfire. Like they could not contain it. Like it was like, by the way, Dr. Fauci was still in the same position he was in to, to that day, right? He was still in the same position. So when they did all the interviews, of explaining it, Dr. Fauci was over the interviews. If you think I'm lying, who think I'm lying? It was going so bad, they was putting, they was telling gay people, men in San Francisco, they was like, don't have no more sex. <laughs> they was like, don't have no more. They was telling them, stop, don't, don't, don't. And they couldn't stop. That's how crazy it was. They could not stop. They couldn't stop. It spread like wildfire. They was dying, dropping like flies. Hold on for a second. Let me pull it up. Cause I got, I have to, I have to always back it up. Let me see her. <laughs> Let me see if I can back it up. I got to back it up. You got to look at the documentaries. It was insane. So uh, here it is right here. Here it is right here. So y'all think, uh, cause y'all new booties don't realize, uh, you know, this, what was going on in the, um, for C-19 in 2020. Oh, my internet tripping all of a sudden. All right. They don't want to play with Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna mess y'all's head up. I'm gonna mess y'all's head up. Check this out. All right, for the for the young people, I want you to this is not, when was this when did this come out? 1984. 1984. Listen to this. Ooh. Hey. Fair use. Fair use. Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh. All right, put your ears on. Listen. Listen, listen. Hello. I'm Dr. Linda Reed. 
Welcome to the Medicine for the Layman series at the National Institutes of Health. Today we're going to be listening to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's going to be talking about AIDS, the Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. New, 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 new world order. Oh, really? Who, who did you say? Let's rewind that shit. We talking to who? ...series at the National Institutes of Health. Today we're going to be listening to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's going to be talking about AIDS, the Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. Dr. Fauci is with the National Institute of Infectious Diseases and Allergy. Let's find out why some people came to the lecture. <laughs> All right. I came because... Oh, we don't care about what you're... Let's, let's, hear what, let's hear what he got to say. It's a topic that has occupied the interest and energy... What? ...a substantial uh, proportion of the biomedical research community here at the NIH and throughout the country and the world most recently. And that is the subject new, of the new, new, new world order. syndrome. Uh, I'm working directly on, on AIDS, both clinically and from a basic science standpoint, but it, it gives me a great deal of pleasure and excitement to, to, to talk about AIDS because it really is one of the few, or actually one of the only uh, new, 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 new world order. Throughout the year. You don't got to hear what he talking about. All right, hey, listen. Hey, you do what you want to do with this information. You do what you want to do. You do what you want to do with this information. But look, uh, let's go on to these. Let's see if there's any super chats. But that was straggling sniggle thing. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, man. Hey, man, y'all ninjas, man. Y'all sleeping at the wheel. <laughs> y'all sleeping at the wheel. All right, let's get into what's going on here, man. Sometimes y'all think, you know, y'all don't think, but it is what it is. Uh, let's see uh, what's going on in the Cash App here. Let's go on with the Cash App. I'm here to just give y'all information. You do what you want with the info. Shout out to Juan Primera says, Jay Majors files a suit against his ex for false allegations. Okay, so he's going on the offensive. All right, that's good there. That's good there. Um, hopefully that he gets a good... Um, you know, maybe maybe he gets some good word. They drop the, the charges or something like that. They lose the case. He can actually sue them for civil damages. Shout out to him. Shout out to Kirby. Says Coach Advice. Uh, Coach Advice put me ahead. He says, "Let them say yes, Daddy. Let the let them say it." Okay, Daddy. Yeah, okay, Daddy. Let them say it out here. Get him, Daddy. And they want to say it, y'all. They want to say it. No victims, only volunteers out here. Yeah, she, yeah, man, she's trying to ruin that brother's career. What are we doing here? We got Ladies Love Cool C says, Coach, I did not know if you heard this, but the Airbnb revenue is collapsing. Oh, yeah. I actually talked about it a long time ago, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's collapsing because, first of all, one thing that's happening with Airbnb is um, a lot of people over leverage, right? You know, greed and people trying to make a quick buck. And what typically happens is people did well. Some people didn't. Uh, municipalities, cities are putting in ordinances against short-term uh, living, short-term rental, short-term living, they call it, short-term leases. And so people were buying up houses in neighborhoods, and um, these neighborhoods weren't meant for short-term people to come in and out. So the residents probably complained and said, this is not why I bought a house in this neighborhood, to have people, new neighbors every week. Okay, and most of these people threw parties and whatnot. So these people went to the municipalities, their city council. These city councils put in ordinances that, um, against that, and that's also, you know, they couldn't capitalize on long-term residents. So 
there's a lot going on there. And of course, when the interest rates went up, that affected people's revenue. People, there was a period of time, which I reported, I'm a reporter, that people uh, weren't even using Airbnb, all right, particularly during the COVID years, right? So during C19, 2020, 2020 and 2021, people could not travel that much. People refused to travel. So that had an implication as well. Okay, so eh, yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. He said too many ninjas coming through your neighborhood. So Dallas, Texas actually has gotten rid of short-term, short-term, uh, they don't call it short-term rentals. Let's see here, Dallas Airbnb. They call it something else. But Dallas, Texas has gotten rid of that shit. Some, I don't know what neighborhoods, but Dallas said, no, hell no. We ain't dealing with that shit. Dallas proposal, here it is right here, just so if you know. Um, there's a proposal in Dallas, which I believe they passed. But Dallas is this Dallas proposal would eliminate 95% of Airbnb and VRBO type rentals in city. 95% Dallas. Okay. All of the city of Dallas. So they went in. They were like, uh-uh. So listen, if you went in on Dallas, you about to take an L. You better sell your house. And unfortunately, when things happen like this, if you can't sell your house in a good in a good market, you're going to eat the cost. All right. So watch out. I think a lot of cities are going to do that. Vegas has had that too. No Airbnb, Airbnb on the strip. So watch out. All right. Um anyway, we got uh we got Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, and all of that stuff. Where we got here? Target says, "Would you uh, Target? <laughs> is that you?" <laughs> he says, "Well, what do you recommend is the best to subscribe to Patreon or to your locals?" Well, there's two separate things going on. Locals, we're just talking about um, locals gives you access to the coach gang and you can put up posts, you can talk, communicate um, and all of that stuff. And then on Sundays, you get the junior college stream. All right, we talk mostly about the junior college. So if you just want that, go to locals. On Patreon, we talk about money mindset. That's the money mindset. So Patreon is a little more expensive. Locals, very cheap. Okay, and uh, sometimes free to a lot of people because um, that... Um, just to communicate with each other. You don't get the streams, but you do get free access to post and talk, communicate uncensoredly, mostly. Sometimes the only time you get censored is if you knew and you post something and I'm not paying attention. Sometimes it'll get put into a category where I can't see it and I'll have to go in and go to the pending chart. But yeah, for you, for you, what do you want? What mindset are you wanting? You want the money mindset or you want the Juco mindset? Shout out to Hodge says my friend took out a 12K personal loan and has only been able to make minimum payments on it. I calculated the total for him and he would pay about $7,000 in interest by the end of the loan. He was speechless. Guys, I actually, man, do we have to learn this the hard way? Men who were raised by single mothers primarily missed this information in their late teens and early 20s. Men who now there is a great clip that I'm not going to play, but it's a, of a mother teaching her five kids around the dinner table about budgeting. She's the rare exception. Most of your mothers and your fathers are in debt. And you don't learn this up until when you're like 30, 35, 40, and it might hit you in the head when you're like, wow, I really F myself over. This is why I did the stream of the million dollars debt. So you don't understand how interest works. You might have a credit card, APR 23%. 
All right, you might buy a car loan, APR 20% plus, and you spend your whole entire life paying interest. Somebody fill this guy in if they ask questions, what is the money mindset? I mean, how many times do we have to repeat it? But I get it. Some people come later on to the show. Henry, give them the money mindset link. But then people will call you a fool for not buying a house. They will call you a fool and you like you normie. How much more information can we give you about most people don't know, have a clue of what they're doing when they buy houses and cars. They have no clue. They have no clue about interest rates. They're in there up under their head. They're underwater. They're they're never going to pay it off. They're going to get it reverse mortgage or foreclosed on. And, you know, people say, well, all you got to do is it is actually insane. It's insane that people do this. We do this. Men do this. And, you know, in my book, I talked about running game and going to date and fornicating for free. And I often say you end up paying for this fornication lifestyle. And they're just like, no, I haven't. And I'm saying, okay, the amount of men who are fornicating and saying they're getting it for free. How many of those men turn out wealthy, wealthy by 40? How many of those men turn out wealthy by 40? Small, small percentage. Yeah, all of you guys on YouTube, oh, not me, coach. Most of them end up broke. (laughs) Most of them end up broke in jail on child support because the opportunity cost is what got you. That means you lost every time you focused on that. The opportunity cost, I always tell you, there's an end payment. There's always going to be a balloon payment. What happened in the end, it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. And often, this is how it catches up. You end yourself finding out you're paying more in interest than you need to because you're giving your interest to women. Guys, do not chase the, chase the money. You'll get more women chasing money than you will get. get uh, you know what I'm talking about. Pause. Anyway, you'll earn more women chasing money than you can make money chasing women. That's what I mean. Women are a byproduct of success. Women are a side dish. They are. Women, you're a side dish. I know you don't like, I'm the whole meal. I'm the whole meal. No, women are a side dish in this world. And the free women cost the most. Free women cost the most. The ones that say you don't have to pay are the ones you pay the most for. Now, you cannot tell me somebody said that shit before, maybe Socrates or Plato. Free women cost the most. They You lose opportunity costs. You lose focus. You paying debt down. You extending your credit card to, to uh, impress this bitch. The women that be like, and then you end up marrying them, procreation, child support. This is the most cost you're going to pay. Going out to bars and nightclubs, dressing all fresh to death. These women going to cost you the most. These people are, that's the most, these are the biggest whore and, pro, well, not whores. These are the biggest prostitutes in the game. There's no, there's no argument. You're not getting them for free. You're not. I don't care what you say. <laughs> these are the one, they cost you time. Opportunity, it's, it's, so it's so apparent to me, and it's laughable when people try to argue me down. It's laughable. 
not even close. The cheapest in the game is the junior college street walkers. These are the cheapest women going. Anyway, yep. Anyway, shout out to. <laughs> and by the way, let's just say you had a rotation. You had a rotation. You won't realize this until you get like mid 30s, 40s. Let's say you were spinning plates. You had a rotation of bitches. All right. Let's just say modestly a three to four woman rotation. Modestly. That could easily be attained at a certain time in your life. You had a you had a three to four woman rotation. You take the seven day calendar week. You take the seven day calendar week and you got to rotate your three to four girls through your week. That means texting them, meeting up with them, potentially if you're doing anything more than that, dating them, whatever it is, managing your schedule. Sometimes when you have a rotation, you might have to do a double booking. Okay. You're going to end up doing a double booking because, you know what I mean? Like not everybody's available. She has a rotation. She has a rotation. So she can be like, you're trying to get your three to four girls in. And you're like, can you do Wednesday? No, I can't do Wednesday. So you got a double book on Thursday. Now, you realize, you don't realize how much time that you're wasting. You're throwing away time. You're burning the candle at both ends. You're demolishing your time and opportunity costs. Just the distraction of scheduling these broads is going to be a major distraction in your life. Now, now, when you clap the cheeks of all of your rotation in the week, you got the seven-day week, you got four meetings. Sometimes you got to have all seven days. Sometimes you got to have all seven days if you're keeping a proper rotation. Sometimes you got to do six out of the seven. You bust six to seven nuts and have to lay pipe and put knee and back into it. You have to do that for six out of your seven days a week. Do you realize how exhausted you're going to be the next day? Ninja, <laughs> you don't want to make no money tomorrow? Oh, shit. You're going to do that. And you're doing this for days, weeks, months, years. You'll do that for 10 years, 12 years. You're going to bust six nuts a week trying to keep your rotation up and keep the energy lying and shit to them and try to hide from them and texting them all, oh, baby girl, and after Karen, man, please do at some particular point, you're going to realize, yo, I lost big on this. I lost big. But, hey, do what you guys do. But they'll say they don't pay. You're not going to the gym no more. You're not going to go work extra overtime. You're going to leave work early to make sure you can fill in on your double bookings. Ninja, please. Mm. Nah, fuck that. No, I'm telling you, man, you're paying for that. You're paying for that. You're paying big. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You're paying big Lee. And the worst part of the payment is that you don't see the payment until the balloon payment. To the balloon payment. You're going to look at the balloon payment and be like, oh, shit. Not only that, let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. What about replacing? Because you know you're going to lose a hose. You're going to lose some hose, right? You're going to lose some hose in your rotation. You're going to lose spinning plates. What about when you got to replace? We've all been there. You had your hoes, and you was like, damn, I lost one of my hoes. Sometimes you'll lose two and three, right? You lose two and three of your hoes. You're like, oh, damn, I only got my slow Tuesday. Hmm. Guess what you got to do now? He says, plates got broken. Guess what? You were spinning plates. Boom. A plate or two dropped. And then what? You either got to go through a drought. 
And you can't do that because you're used to busting six nuts in a week. So now what you got to do? You got to go replace holes. And that's going to be, whoo. Yeah, your bullpen get empty. You ain't got no, you ain't got no, you ain't got no relief picture coming in. You just got your gordita. You're like, oh man, I gotta get my, go get my hose up. So you got to search dating app, cold approaching. Now you back out here, and it's just a circle of you just throwing away time, mm. <laughs> right? Throwing away. Now you got to go in and replace your hose. You're telling me you ain't paying? Unbelievable. What kind of mindset is that? Just chalk it up. Just chalk it up as you're paying, everybody paying. It's just a matter of what you want to pay with. You want to pay with money, energy, attention, or time. You're paying big time. No relief pitcher, no closer. You ain't got no 95 mile an hour, 100 mile hour pitcher for two innings. You paying, Ninja. And, oh, to do what you're doing ain't free either. Let's stop fooling each other. No, nah, man, I just cold approach hoes and get their number and go home. Nah, no, no, that's not how it works. You talking to somebody that's been here. That ain't how it works. <laughs> okay. You got to pay to get in a certain place. You got to be a higher vibing. You got to have your fresh gear. You got to be fresh to death. You got to get your hair lined up. You got to grow your hair. You got to put the, you got ninja. You got to get your car in the ga gas tank. It ain't free. You ain't just showing up in a place and walking outside. All right, let me pull some holes real quick. Nope. The pavement going up, ninja. <laughs> right. Priorities ain't straight. Then your car registration ain't current. Then your damn tail light light is out. You trying to coffee date these broads. Then they then you doing the numbers game. Well, three out of 100, that's paying. That is paying, paying, paying. You paying the dumbass way. But anyway, what they're saying is I don't pay the woman directly. Ninja, does it matter? <laughs> You're going to pay her directly at some point. This is the goofiest shit. Yeah, don't think about STDs, STIs, child support, a crazy bitch put, put a brick through your car window after she figure out you had a um you had a double booking. Anybody ever have a double booking and you trying to get you trying to get the woman out so the next girl don't come in? Women feel that, guys. Ladies, are you here? Women will go and sandbag on you knowing full and damn well you booked her at 5.30 to get her up out of there at 7, enough for you to take a shower and have your 7.30 girl show up. This is how you get asked. This is how you get asked out, Ninja. All right? How you get asked out. So you left work early. You left your class early. You left your education early. You didn't go renew your uh, license plate so you can get the first broad. And you piped her. You tried to pipe, get her pipe quick and get her out of there. And she felt it. She felt it. She like, you just trying to run me out of here so you can get your next hoes to show up. Oh, no, no, baby. Not me. Not me. I ain't like that. But you looking at her. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's time to go, huh? She like, yeah, I, I know what you trying to do. And then she arguing and fighting and huffing, huff, fussing. I know you just trying to get me out of here. To get to your next hoe. Not me. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, huh, I'm going to wait. You're like, damn. Now, watch this. You arguing with her. You fighting her. You trying to call her all kind of hoes and bitches and pimp her and keep your pimp hand strong and run your ism. And she just go ahead and just, huh. Then she finally get out. And then she's waiting outside. 
waiting for the next girl to come in or she see you running out after you took a shower. She listening. Hey, guys, women are smart. She listening to your uh, she go outside. She's like, all right, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. I just know you trying to get to your next. Home. So she goes outside and she listening to your water pipes. Soon as you <laughs> this, is how women work. You think they're you think I'm tripping. They listening to your shower pop on. Uh huh. Soon as you leave, you in a shower <laughs> trying to wash off the badussy. And then you get in, you get your fre fresh up, and then you run out the house. You run into the car. She watching your ass. She like, there that nigga go right there. I knew his punk ass. <laughs> she following you to the next brawl house. Brick through your window. Alarm going off. You didn't pay? Just the stress alone, Ninja. Just the stress alone. <laughs> Let me get back to the show. Just the freaking stress alone, brothers. You all stressed out trying to keep your rotation in order. Let me see what's going on here. They want money. I'm going to get back to the Super Chats, but they want money. They want money. We knew this, right? But let's get to it. Uh, We got this sniggle here. Okay, we got that one. Okay. Oh, here it is right here. The independent woman syndrome. When does that leave? Well, of course, in an emergency. Here's a girl. A young woman says another independent or they say another independent woman cashes in her chips. Well, let's find out why. I quit being independent. I don't want to do this shit no more. This shit is draining. I'm so ready to have a man come into my life and take care of me. My tires pop. Two of my tires pop. And I'm sitting in my car because I don't know what the fuck to do. Obviously, I know what the fuck to do. But I don't want to do this shit no more. Like, I'm ready to have someone come into my life and take care of me. This shit is so fucking draining. This in independent life. Like, I don't want to do this shit no more. I quit. Because every time something happens, I always have to figure shit out on my own. And I don't want to do that shit anymore. Yeah. Ya renuncio, ya no quiero ser independiente. Yeah. I want to be spoiled and taken care of. Because I don't have to, I shouldn't have to be stressing about shit like this. I'm tired. <sighs> Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Somebody said she married. Does she have a ring? I on? Quit. She has a ring on. It looks like, uh, is that her left ring finger? She could be lying about it. But yeah, somebody's noticed that she has a ring right here. But of course, she quits being an independent woman. All right. She quits. Why? Because, <laughs> because complications in life. Life gets tough. So now she has problems and I want a man. This is when it says. And that's you. Okay. So they don't remember when I tell you, they don't like you for you. Women typically. And, and I said this last couple of weeks, women typically are not very enamored with men, men. They're not very impressed by you. They really don't like you. They just deal with you. They really don't like you. They just deal with you. They deal with what comes as a result of being with a man, right? That's why they're with you. They don't love men. And most of us don't love these hoes either. Like we dealing with women. We really don't like them like that. We'll just deal with them because they got the punani. All right. And that's all you want. And they'll figure that out too. But women don't really like men. They just actually like what comes with them. And of course they'll try to live out this independent life as far as they can until strife, until difficulty. And then it's, hmm, okay, I, I, I'll quit. <laughs> I'll quit. I'll quit with this shit. I'll just go ahead and turn it in. 
Um, I'll quit being independent. I'll stop playing games. And then they'll get their tires fixed probably for free by a horny man at the at the uh, at the car lot at the car dealership. And then they'll go, okay, or they'll give up some Punani, get their tires fixed, and they'll be back there independent. All right, uh, here it is right here. What about this woman right here? Take a look at this, gentlemen. Wowzers. I mean, take a look, man, what we're dealing with. Uh, here we go. She has some information for the ladies. All right, let's see what she's got to say in the spirit of Lilith and Jezebel. Stop dating men for their good looks and personality. They're not nice people. Date them for their money. Stop dating men for their good looks and personality. They're not nice people. Date them for their money. <sighs> Man, it's getting bad out here for y'all youngins. It's getting bad out here, man. They, they This is all over the place, this mindset. PSA for all my single ladies. Going into 2023, we are now liking men for money and not for their personality or who they are because that's gotten us nowhere. And we keep letting medium, ugly men get our hopes up and disturb our peace. And that's no longer the move. All right, man. And they getting uglier and uglier, too. That's the funny thing, man. Like, it's, they're getting uglier and uglier. Like, I'm like, dude, do you realize what the girls are doing for money, what they look like? <laughs> like, I'm looking like, ladies, do you realize what the girls are doing that are doing it for money look like? And who's dating for money? All right, let's go to the next one. We have a flatback, uh, well, uh, old flatback Supreme. She's definitely retired. Uh, here we go right here. What does she have to say? What does she have to say? There she is shopping, all right, doing what she does best. Sugar Daddy done sent her out. Uh, she's shopping. What does this Chad has to say about this? Like, America survive without marriage just fine? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, if this is 100 years ago, men needed women. We don't need them anymore. So you don't need men anymore is what you're saying? No, besides to procreate. When it comes to, like, establishing a family structure, do you need a man for that? Oh, uh, I don't know about that. That gets into political sh do you think, uh, like, America could survive without marriage just fine? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. If this is 100 years ago, men needed women. We don't need them anymore. So you don't need men anymore is what you're saying? No, besides to procreate. <laughs> Somebody says she don't look retired. Here, here's the problem with you guys don't understand. You guys don't understand. I'm, I'm just going to play the devil's advocate here. I'm here for you. Um, This woman is on borrowed time. Okay. Now, we have to clarify what is what. I did a video series about what the wall really means. The wall is not a physical wall. The wall has a lot to do with a lot of things. This woman's going to borrow time. The, 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 the time clock is running out, and white women know this. They don't have a lot of time. Sisters can get away with it a little bit because of, you know what I mean? But as soon as she stopped going to the tanning salon, she got three years tops, Ninja. She got three years left tops. And that's you. She got to push them chips in now. All right. She didn't hit. She's at 28. Yeah, she got to push. She don't got too much time left. Trust me. Trust me. And I know she looks good now because she got her orange skin, her tan, and all of that stuff. She looks good. She looks good. You know me. I have exacting standards. But out the shower, they all look like this right here. I don't care what that woman looked like before she jumped in. Fresh out the shower, all of them look like this. Okay? I don't care if she blonde, a baddie. <laughs> I don't care what you say, Ninja. Soon as that water hit that damn hair, that hair going to flatten out against that scalp, and she going to look like a muskrat. 
the master splinter. She got them feet out. I don't care what. But now she, when she get the blow dryer out, she get the hair extender out, and she get the hair dyed in a bra and got them feet out and hit the tanning salon. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? She looks good, but she on borrow time. I, I know that time clock is ticking. Anyway, yep, she got bronzer on, bruh. She ain't got much time left. And let me just tell you, in America, this is average for a white girl. This is average. This might be slightly below. This is average. I've lived in the suburbs. This is an average girl. This is the average white girl. Like, you guys got to understand, and I've been warning black women and Latina women of this. I'm like, stop dyeing your hair blonde trying to compete with these girls. Do you realize, and I'm, I'm not saying the average is bad, do you realize how many girls look like that versus how many chads there are? Let me put it like this. How many girls look like that versus how many men make $150,000 and more in income? There's 60% of the population of those women look just like that in the suburbs, but there's only 10% of chads and 10% of top earning men. And these women all uh, will adopt the same dress code, the same mannerisms, the same conversation just to compete for a slim pickings of available men. Um, black men, we think we have it hard. White dudes have it super duper hard because they have a great, greater population in America. Plus, the majority of women are super duper average. They're average. And then they all have high expectations. Princess, it's tough. It's tough, right? She does look good. She does look good. But I'm just telling you, in a suburban community, she might be considered fat for the upper echelon of white men. She might. She has bodacious tatas, as they will say in the suburbs. Her tatas are bodacious. In San Diego, this is minimal. This is stock factory issued in San Diego. Because San Diego has San Diego State, there's University of San Diego, University of California at San Diego, and 5011 junior colleges, Mesa, Grossmont, all of that shit. This woman can be found at the drop of a hat with your eyes closed, turning in the circle point at the Gaslamp District, Coronado, at any university, La Jolla, this woman's stock factory issue. And she looks good. But anyway, okay. It's crazy. So I said, yeah, brother. He says, what? You saying white men have it harder than dating than brothers? I know, man. People think that more choice equals better options. Sometimes having more. No, it doesn't mean it's better. Just take the economic ladder, right? That's why people would be like, don't you want, don't you want to be the richest black man in the world? And I say, no, I want to be the richest man in the world. The richest black man in the world ain't even close to the richest man in the world. Okay. And so if you're a guy in the suburbs, do you realize that, see, you as a brother might be looking in and say, I'll be the, I'll be a wealthy black man. You know what a wealthy white man look like, <laughs> right? You know what it looks like to be the top tier economic white man? That shit is like way five times, 10 times more. <laughs> what? That shit is competitive, competitive and cutthroat. So to get the top tier white women, you got to be way up here, way up here. 
not just the top tier, <laughs> not just good enough. It ain't good enough in the suburbs. You got to be like, pfft. you got to be living in $10 million house, 10. As a brother, if I had a house, $300,000, I'm doing good, <laughs> right? They're like, you, you smarter than the average bear. Do you oh, listen? Y'all never dated Middle Eastern women. Have you ever dated a Middle Eastern woman? Middle Eastern? Do you realize what it takes to date a Middle Eastern woman in the West Coast or in the in the Northeast? You know how rich you have to be to date a. Listen, I know I run game on Middle Eastern girls. Okay, do you know how rich you have to be, right, to be a Middle Eastern guy pulling girls, <laughs> bro? You crazy. You can't just be no regular ninja. I can't be the best ninja. I can't be the best. The best ninja is not good enough. You're going to have to have mad money. Yes, they be using black dude. Yeah, A-Rab money. You have to have A-Rab money. Come on, man. We got to know, man. Oil family money. You got to have shit going. So, again, it ain't good enough being Oh, okay, you're doing good enough as a black guy. No, but dude, you got to have A-Rab money. It's crazy, bro. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So anyway, when I say that, it's harder. Of course, there's a good argument to be made. But what I'm saying, if you're going to be the top tier of white men, like just say you're the middle tier, the top 30%. Sure, I can go get a Latina girl. I can go get a black woman easily if I'm a middle tier white guy. But they grew up around women that they want. They see, they don't look at Latina and black women as the get option. They're trying to get top level Kayleys. They already out of the running in many instances. In many instances, they're already out of the running. They don't even have a chance in hell to get the top tier suburban chicks in their community. Again, that's in general. But they have no goddamn chance <laughs> at all. <laughs> They already out. So then they have to go get an Asian woman over and they have to. They got to go to Japan or Thailand or something like that. They got to because they already out of the running. Matter of fact, I played a video. I played a video the other day of a white woman. It was a middle. She was like a 28 year old average plain Jane. And she was in Thailand. She was like, wow, the amount of. She was shocked at the amount of beautiful Thailand women that were with average, she said, average white men. That's what she said. She said average and had beautiful Thai women. And she was average as hell. The woman that was doing the video was super duper average. And she called the average white dudes average. Like, it's super competitive over there. People don't understand. It's super competitive over there. With brothers in many areas, all you have to do is be alive, not in jail, not on the down low, and be doing halfway decent. You can clean up. Clean up. And you're still not even the upper economic. <coughs> you're still not even in the upper economic food chain. Nowhere close. She said she was below average. She was super below average. She was below average. And she was like, look at the average white guys with these beautiful Thai women. If those men, those average white guys were in America, she's saying they got no chance. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So um, anyway, 
What are we doing here? They want money. We still going. Oh, here's another one. This is a model. Uh, this is a woman that says this is a model. Take it or leave it. I don't know if I can play the video. Uh, this woman says there's probably going to be an ad. Her name is Ver but I understand. Oh. oh, Natasha. Veronica Rijek. 80% of women want rich men. It's not fair that they put way too much pressure on men. All right. Let's hear what she has to say. You're not going to understand most of it, but we're, here we go. Tough to find uh, like wifey material in this time. Because every All right. Natasha says it's hard to find wifey material in this time. But I understand it's really tough to find uh, like wifey material in this time. Because every, everything is yeah, I, I I totally agree with you and I, I understand like men because it's really tough to find somebody who will be with you in the good times and also in the bad times. You know, like because every girl in this time, uh, this is why women don't like it because I'm really truthful in this, but all women or eighty percent of women they are looking for walking wallet. <laughs> okay. Uh, these red pills are getting put out into the mainstream. She said 80% of women are looking for walking wallet. Um, 80% of women looking for walking wallet. All right. And so she's, dude, this is kind of what we're doing. This is what she understands it. And she's an industry where she understands it. She probably married into, you know what, Kanye, be quiet. Or she probably is converted or she is a whatever all right but uh 80 percent of women looking for walking wallet yes this is where we're getting because of the economics of the situation let's see if she can contribute any more to this conversation she ain't bad she's a little easy on the eye all right but uh russian natasha is gonna tell us you know they want to live really post life that's life and they are not they, they don't they don't they don't want to build with the men a lot of girls in my age, they are expecting of the men in the same age to be a billionaire. All right. And so this is, uh, is this AI? This has got to be AI. This is Andrew Tate's dialogue slapped onto her. Okay. So she, this is a point she's making. She said women her age, let's see what her age is. Women her age want men to be billionaires. All right. What was her name? Rebecca what? If, was, it, was there an H in her name? Oh, her name is Veronica. All right, Veronica Rajek. 80, she says women her, her age want men to be billionaires. Well, the problem is, this is why I think women who want men that are in good economic position, they're foolish. Because if they're in their 20s, they ain't going to meet any man in there except for ballers, drug dealers, scammers. How old is she? Veronica, let me see what her age is. It says 27. All right, she on borrow time too, man. She on borrow time. Hey, man, she look. I hope she's married. She on borrow time. If that's 27. All right, if that's 27. But um, she better cash them chips in. But a 27-year-old, thank you, Will. A 27-year-old woman who wants a man to be in good financial shape, they're delusional. It's delusional. I think that Kate, what's her name? Courtney Ryan did a video, great video. We broke it down where women, young women between the ages of 20 and 30 were basically trying to, trying to tell, trying to uh, guess what the average income of a man their age is or within their dating age range. 
and they were way off. They were way off. They were like, how much? They were like, what is the age range you would date a man? They were like, no older than 32, no older than 28. And they were like, okay, how much money do you think a man in that age range makes? And they were like 40, 50, 70, 100. And they were coming back with 30 and 40. And they were like, really? Oh, my. <laughs> they were way off. Average men, average income of men in their age group is not what they're looking for. So I often say you got to date older men. They're obviously going to have what you're looking for, but they're going to be older. They want dudes to jump out of Lamborghinis and be 26. They're on Instagram, but there's very few of them. The average age of a millionaire is age 62. Okay. And 95, 93% of millionaires are over the age of 45. Okay. 93% of millionaires are over the age of 45, 45 and up. Only 7% of millionaires are under the age of 45. So they think that they're out there only because that there's that there's men on the Instagram and social media. And they're like, I just need to get where all these guys are, where all the tall, rich guys at. They're they're looking for they're looking for the needle in the haystack. And then these guys are going to treat her like what? Let's take a look. This woman is pretty, you know, considered beautiful. But how many of these women, let's go over the numbers. How many of these women are looking for the 7% of men under 45 and wealthy? Let's do the math. There's far more of this looking woman than there are the man she's looking for. So that man who is that guy has hundreds of these women to pick from. Hundreds, <laughs> right? And that's just the uh, that's just the somewhat attractive ones. Then he has the women that are sub attractive, average to pick from because they'll they'll fornicate with them too. And then if he's really a freak, then he's dealing with some other shit. There's hundreds and thousands of women that that are like her, versus one or two of them. It's not even close. But of course. An average-looking Millie Mouth muskrat like this woman right here, this future gordita who says, I'm going to turn it in now. This woman right here, oh, I forget about it. I want a rich guy. Right here. Take a look at this. This woman, all right, I'll take a rich guy. This is a reject Kardashian. Reject Kardashian. She way out of her league. This woman, to a man who is wealthy enough to get whatever he wants, he can get Thousands of women like this. Thousands for little money. Little. <laughs> for pennies on the dollar. And she'll volunteer and she'll run out. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> it's unbelievable the mindset out here. But guys, all you have to get is leverage and options. I'm telling you, all you have to get is leverage and options out here. That doesn't mean money. It means a mindset of the blue chip mindset, leverage and options. Let's take you to Phoenix, Arizona. They want money. Okay. They out here in these streets, Phoenix, Arizona. All right. Stussy and Rachel. Stussy and Rachel, how old are you guys? 19. I'm 18. Are you guys originally from out here? Yeah, I'm from Maryville. Yeah, I'm from Mesa. So you grew up in Mesa and you grew up in Maryville. Yeah. Um, 
what's your current situation? So you guys working out here on the track? Yeah. How long have you guys been doing that kind of work for? I've been doing it for a year. I've been doing it for six months. In these streets. Oh, man. Man, I'm telling you, the streets is calling. In these streets. It's an evil world we live in. It's a, the streets are calling them by the bundles. And early and early and early. That is going to be 175, two for one. All right, two for one. And they all think they're the best punani. They all think they're hot shit. They all think they're attractive. They all got, I, I got what it takes to get the man I want. I'll get the quick cash. I'll get my bag and run. I'll finesse You got to get my bag and run. And then just be like, uh, these dudes tricking. What? Like they the ones getting the trick pulled on them. Are you serious? They ain't doing nothing. Like they're getting the worst end of this deal. Take a look. All right, you're getting the worst of the, deal, of the deal by popping on this, by the way. But by the way, there's going to be a more influx of this in America. In America, because you got them coming across the border from all Honduras, El Salvador. You got to come across Colombia, Venezuela. You got to come across Cuba. All right, all the Latino countries in the Caribbean. You got them coming across by the bundles. They're not coming across to pick strawberries. They're not coming across to work in a warehouse. They're not coming across to have a taco truck. They're coming across and they're coming across by the bundles built like refrigerators. All right. Dropping neck is crazy. It's going to be out of control. These people have no future, but the goat, they're going to lie on back as early as possible. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Anyway, I'm warning you about be safe out here. Be safe out here. What is this here? Are we there yet? Let me do this one more and I'll get to the super chats and get to the main event because I got to get through this quick. I got a phone call coming out. Oh, shit. I just closed the damn tab. Hold on for a second. What is this? Oh, man. Hold up. I closed the tab on accident. Let me go back to my history. All right. I got feed pictures here. Where is that? <laughs> it's not even up yet. I just freshly closed the tab. God dang it. All right. I might have to skip that part of the show. I clicked the uh, X button. On, oh, no, I didn't. It's sitting here. I closed something. It says right here, the time window of women is very short. We talked about this earlier. Take a look at this story. This is a weird story. This is a weird story. Posted on someone's Instagram. It's a weird story. I can't play the audio, but let's take a look here. It says, uh, point of view, meeting an adorable little girl who's going to be marrying your ex of eight years. <laughs> Jesus, the what? We call the humanity. This tells you about the age gap of women and, and shit like this. And I've told you about this calculation. I don't want to get too weird, but I got to play the video and we'll go into the calculation. So at this point, this is uh, Vanessa Hudgens, I believe is her name. And this is, uh, this looks like Cindy Crawford. I think it's Cindy Crawford. And this is Cindy Crawford's daughter. Let's get this shit going on here. Here we go. So in 2007, this looks like Cindy Crawford. Yeah, so Cindy Crawford's daughter. Ay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Vanessa is 19 and a freshman at the university. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. All right, let's continue. This is some M-I-C-K-E-Y. All right, so uh, here we go. 2011 to 2020, this is her boyfriend, fiance, right here. Um, So when she was somewhere around 24, 324 to 
33. She's with this man. Now, fast forward. The girl that you saw in the picture, the six-year-old, is now with the husband, fiance. Bruh. And she's engaged and going to marry him. Holy shit. Now, let's go through it again. There it is. So you see, there it is right here. <laughs> oh, man. So the time frame of when somebody said that's Elvis. Um, we don't know if he was around this girl at the time, but of course, yikes. So look at this. Take a look. Wow, that is unreal. Now, here's what I'm going to say about this. Now, I'm not going to. We don't know if he was around that girl. We we know we don't know if he was around that girl. He didn't grow up with her. She certainly grew up and out over the past couple of decade, a decade or so. She definitely grew up. How old is this woman? Anybody know? We don't know how old. She, I'm assuming she's of legal age. She's of legal age. Okay. I don't know. But what I'm going to point out, I'm going to point out something here. And I pointed this out quite often. All right. So this is in 2007. Now, if you're a guy, okay, I don't know anything about the personality, what happened, I don't know. But if you're a guy that's 25, if you're a guy that's 25 and you have a girlfriend or somebody, a partner that, uh, let's say she's 30. Okay, let's put the, let's make the easy math. Let's do it a little bit easier. You're 30. Your girlfriend's 30. Or you have a girl that likes you that's 30. And the girl that, you know, is uh, 18. Who's more likely, who's more likely the best dating prospect for you in 10 years? Let's do the math. In 10 years, the 18-year-old will be 28. In 10 years, the 30-year-old, your other interest will be 40. You'll be 40, but the one other woman will be 28. The other woman will be 40. This goes with, this is the same idea. Of course, it's on an extreme level, but as you can see, as you can see over time, Vanessa Hudson is now, I think when they were together, they were she was 23. She's now 33. All right. But this unfortunately, this young girl, there was a joke my one of my clients used to tell me. One of my clients was, was a female client. She used to say her husband, she used to talk about her husband. And she said her husband would say, her husband would say, My next wife is still playing with Barbie dolls. And the wife used to laugh at it, okay? He used to say, hey, listen, if it doesn't work out with you, my next wife today is now at this point is playing with Barbie dolls. So by the time I divorce you in 10 years, she'll be. So anyway, anyway, this is, a, this is crazy. But the funny thing is the guy is, I would assume in the picture with, which is the young girl, the guy might be in his 30s, but the girl is 18 or 19. Who thinks that's real? I mean, who, who thinks that's weird? Who thinks that's weird? Let's go through the video again. Because what they're doing is not illegal. There's no, there's no idea that the guy was with the girl when she was younger. I don't need to pull up the daughter's age. But who thinks that age gap is weird? There's a lot of people... That might think a 30-year-old male and a 19, 20-year-old girl, woman, is weird. Who, th who thinks that? 
She's 23 now. Okay, so how old is the young man? So Austin is 31. The woman is 23. Who think that's weird? Now, there's a lot of people who think that's weird. Uh, so when you're watching this, you're going, this is weird. So now we have a 31-year-old man, and we got people saying between 21 and 23. Looking at this photo, it seems foul. But that, to me, is very failed. No, there's no Woody Allen going on there. Okay, there's no... There's no Woody. There's no Woody Allen. This is just there's the guy's not in the photo. The guy's not in the photo. And that's not his stepdaughter. That's Woody Allen. Let's look at the video again. So the guy's not in the picture. So he's in the picture now. And they were together between when she was uh, 23 to 33 ish. He was in the picture. He had nothing to do with that girl. And only a years later, there's the same person. Wow. So the age gap is what? She's 21. He's 31. Is that weird? Who won? Who lost? So who's saying grooming? People are saying grooming. How do you say this is grooming? <laughs> he wasn't in the picture. I know, guys. I, it looks weird the way it's presented. But he was not in the picture. They were just, they weren't even, he probably didn't even know the girl. He didn't know the he didn't know her when she was younger. Okay? He was just dating the woman who knew the other girl. That is not grooming, man. That yo man, I think people are weird. Oh, it was grooming for Woody Allen, but no, nah, man. I think the dude was innocent in there. He broke up with the other girl. He was presented with the one. He didn't know her when she was younger. He didn't have anything to do with it. She's here now. She's 21. She's interested. She says, "And that's you." Who thinks 21 and 31 is a weird age gap. Anybody? Hey, don't, hey man, speak up. Speak up. Speak up. Y'all letting teachers fully groom y'all kids, and you're sitting in here talking about grooming. Anyway, interesting. I thought that was interesting. Very interesting uh, thing there. Let me get in Super Chats, con contributions, catch up. Then we'll get back to the main event. We got Roberto Moreno says, uh, CGA, could you please clarify and expand on what you mean by he, she, who speaks first loses. You said that last night on your show. All right, shout out to you. Um, in the in the situation where and you're in a negotiation, uh, typically you're in sales. As a salesperson, uh, a lot of sales training will tell you when you're talking about complicated issues or you're negotiating price or value or whatever it is, when you present your side of the argument and you hit somebody with the cold hard facts and they're stunned, you say, hey, this is going to cost $20,000. When you present that and you basically say what the bottom line is, you shut up, all right? There's nothing else that needs to be said. And in sales, there used to be something that says, he who talks first loses. So after I hit you with, this is the bottom line. And the bottom line means, you know, there's pages and pages of shit. These pages don't matter. What's the bottom line? What does the bottom line say? I told you the bottom line. If you say anything after that, you break the silence, you lost. When, you're, when you tell someone what the bottom line is, typically they're going to get uncomfortable. They're going to go, mm. they're going to sit back. They're going to go. And it's going to get uncomfortable when you're negotiating. So they'll ask you, what are your rates when you're a fitness trainer? When you're, and what are your rates? I charge $200 an hour. 
And what you're supposed to do is shut up. And then they're going to think about it. Hmm. 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 Silently. They're going to be uncomfortable. They're budgeting. They're seeing if this is worth it. Typically, what a bad salesperson will do is they'll say, hey, listen. Well, I see you thinking about it. And the reason why I charge this much, you'll start to fill the gap in. You'll start to fill the gap and you'll start to tell them why you're valuable. Once you do that, you lost because typically what they'll do is mm, and they'll they'll hit you with a um, they'll hit you with an objection that you'll have to overcome. You should have just sat there and be quiet and then let them think about it and let them break the silence. They might eat, they might would have said, OK, I'll pay it. But you broke the silence. Confidence tells you, hey, this is the bottom line. Take it or leave it. And then because you didn't break the silence, they might have chosen to do exactly that. I actually was presented with this because somebody was trying to get me to do something for some um, Formula One event. They told me a price. I stayed silent. I was like, I didn't say I can't afford it. I didn't say that was out of my price range. I just stayed silent. Not even seconds later, they started to lower the price because I didn't say anything. Now, if I would have said, oh, that's crazy. Oh, hell no. Okay, I'll take the deal. I would have lost. If, But because they broke the silence and lowered the price, I won by staying silent. <laughs> okay, here we go. So they lowered the price just for me not saying nothing. So think about that. That, that silence is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. The silence is uncomfortable. And sometimes when you're in the sales game and you're trying to close, say nothing. Say less. The minute you open your mouth, you ruin it. Okay, anyway. Yeah, the art of walking away. All right, so that's what he who speaks first loses means. You're talking to your girlfriend, and you say, look, this is what I need you to do. And she sits back. And then you say, and the reason I need you to do this is because, and I want you to do this because you lost. Just know you guys lose. You guys lose arguments and lose negotiations by opening your big fat mouth. Right. By opening your big fat mouth. That's exactly why you lose. Shout out to Garrett says, oh, uh, what's the worst argument you were forced to lose? He says, I had to recently telling her and texting and talking while driving could be the worst could be worse than driving. Drunk, I mean, drinking What's the drinking and driving and the kids catch colds from germs, not weather. All right. I don't know what the worst argument. I've ever lost was. But um, you're saying you're trying to talk to normies. Hey, hey, talking to normies, yeah, you're gonna lose arguments. So I try not to talk to arguments. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to. I'm messing up. I try not to talk to normies. Kids catch cold from germs. It is proven. But sometimes there are germs going to be more germs present, or their immune system's going to lower because it's cold and they're shivering and shit like that weather. So I don't know. There's a lot to be said there. I ain't no damn scientist, but I know when people say you're going to catch cold if you go outside without no jacket. That's not entirely true, but there's some truth to that. <laughs> right, so anyway, uh, JC says two of my attractive white male friends have Mastodon wives. Shout out to you right there. And somebody says adults catch colds from kids for sure. All right. Have you guys noticed when when you get sick? When do you get sick? Let's see if you guys notice. When do if you have children or you're around children, when do adults get sick? Let's see if you guys have figured that out. Larry says they can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps 
when they're wearing stupid, ugly Crocs. <laughs> All right. Oh, did I get did I get hit with the NWO? What happened? Oh, I did get hit with it. What are they doing here? New, 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 new world order. Yep. All right. I'm on. I'm good on the Notorious channel. I'm good on the Notorious channel. I see I'm slowing up on the free agent lifestyle channel. Uh, refresher page. Refresher page. When do adults, I say it again, when do adults normally get sick if they are around children? What time of the year? And people will say, oh, because what time of the year? What do we got here? Dale Davis says, money for the N-word jar, because I did say it. <laughs> I did say it. Yep, somebody got it right over there. Somebody got it over there. He says, fall. Somebody says, adults get sick when school starts. Exactly. Yep. Back to school. Back to school. Soon as them kids go back to school, like August, September, whenever back to school is, Ninja, y'all about to get sick. <laughs> you about to get sick. Your whole household about to come down with a cold. Y'all going to pass that cold around for five weeks. For five weeks. Soon as back to school starts. Because they've been at home. They haven't been around many, many people. They haven't been around exposed to what whatnot. And then as soon as they go back to school, Give it about two or three weeks. Everybody about to be sick. He said green snot time. And then it's going to be five weeks. And then that's going to push into fall. And then fall is when, you know, the weather changes. And then that's flu season. So fall semester is when most people get sick. When them kids go back to school. All right. So be always be vigilant uh, of that and get your vitamin D. I mean, vitamin C, not vitamin D. All right. And all of that stuff. Shout out to Osiris. Thank you, brother, for your contribution. KT says, I need to cut my needy Juco's off and go monk tips. Disappear. You have no obligation to these people. That's the best part of the Juco. You can walk away. Guys, that's what you're, that's what you're investing in. <laughs> Just stop responding. And if your aftercare game is on point, they will go out, they will go away. But I see what's happening. A lot of guys are trying to do normie game and juco game. You guys are messing up the game. You're trying to treat these guys like you're trying to treat them like normie chicks. You're trying to date them. You're trying to woo them. You're trying to get all in text, texting them. You're mixing two worlds. You're messing the shit up. <laughs> no, don't change your number. Just start off with the understanding of what this is. If they're getting mixed signals and she's trying to backdoor into a relationship, and this is all game. When you go to locals, I give you this information. But y'all trying to do mix two worlds. You're trying to mix two worlds. And it's not going to work out for you guys. Run it one way. Be upfront. Tell them what it is. And then your job, because you're, because you're doing what you're doing, that means it's cut off. This is why we tell you you're not paying for them. You're paying to be able to walk away. This is a severance package. The local links is on the screen. All right. The local link is on the screen. You can type it in. CoachGregAdams.locals.com. You're providing a severance package. <laughs> right. So that you don't have to talk to their ass no more. I mean, that's the whole game. That is it. You're that's what you're that's what you're doing so you don't have to be bothered with them no more. 
what you're again, uh, not saying I'm not, I'm not indicting anyone here, but most people get with women for free and the woman leverages sex or intimacy to get future interactions. This is why you guys don't understand what free is or not. So watch this. I'm going to get you guys to figure this out. Ladies can do this. Ladies, figure this out. I date a woman. Tinder, Bumble, run game, rotation, plate, spin. I don't care what. Once I interact with her enough to where she opens her legs, so it could be a minute later, an hour, a week, a month, or whatever. When she does this, what is she doing? She's saying, okay, good. I trust you enough to give you this. Thus, I'm leveraging future interactions with you. That's why she gave you that. She didn't give it to you so she could get throttled once and walk the hell off. I don't care if she gave it to you, gave it up the minute she saw you or the next month. She's giving you that so she can get future interactions, either future sex, future relationship, future children, future marriage. That's why she gave it to you. Thus, it's not free. So if you went back, you paid, and you're paid because she 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 plunked down for future interactions, and she won. She won. She got you to come back. Now, watch this. If I have no intentions of going back, if I have no intentions of future investment, I can cut her off by providing her a severance package. Here's your incentive to leave me the fuck alone. Leave me alone. Go your own way. Have another guy. I don't care. Do whatever you want. And if you want to come back, I'll get. that's what you're doing. <laughs> right? People think you're paying for her. No, you're paying to sever her. You're paying to end it. And you can tell her when you want to end it. And you give her the severance package and the incentive to end. No more. Restocking fee. Go about your way, your life. You get nothing back. So for the then if she comes back and says, hey, I thought we were going to have a relationship. I thought we were going to see each other again. I thought we were going to have another date. You can say, no, we're not. Services rendered, all right, and the service was on par with the pay. This is over, <laughs> right? <laughs> the minute you mix these worlds by trying to woo them and impress them and do all of this, and then she gets the indication, oh, there's more out of this. Now you done collided both worlds. And that's how you mess up the game. That's how you mess it up. If you don't want to do that, I understand it. What you can then do, because guys, this is what marriage is anyway. <laughs> but marriage is to keep the broad around. Anyway. You pay her so you don't have any dust-ups in your marriage. All right, baby, what I need to pay you. If you don't want to do this, go ahead and go for the freebie game. Unfortunately, the majority of you are going to deal with the implications of her coming back, calling you, texting you. Hey, can we see each other again? Blah, blah, blah. There's a whole different balance game that you're going to pay for. Okay. It's the same as renting a car. When you rent a car. I have to make it like car so men to understand. When you rent a car, yes, you rent the car 
so you don't have to be responsible for the maintenance after the car rental. Now, let's just say you rented a car. I rented a car. I used the car. And then after I turned it in, let's just say the rental car company up called you up. Hey, you want to rent this car again? No. Um, You want to change the oil? You got to actually pay for the car wash. You got to actually pay for the vacuuming. Do you want to come vacuum the car? Do you want to come take the car to the car wash? No. No, I don't. Do I, you want to put more gas in the car tomorrow, next week, even though you're not using it? No. I don't. <laughs> I'm not interested in the car. I actually had the car. I had fun with the car or I used the car. Now I don't want the car. So I'm paying you to take the car back, take it back and you clean the car. You change the oil. You rent it to somebody else. I don't want the car no more. Nope. <laughs> you see what I mean? And this is where young guys don't get it. There's three costs of dealing with things. There's the cost to buy. There's the cost to own and maintain. And there's the cost to repair. Then the last cost is replace. Now, the cost to own the car is one cost. How much is it me for owning this car? That's a cost. Some people think they can own a house and a car based on that cost alone. They forget the cost to maintain the car. Sometimes it might be more expensive than owning the car, the cost of owning. Then the cost of repairing the car. Something goes wrong with the car. I'm not prepared to deal with that cost. I wasn't prepared. Wow, it cost that much. But it's a hidden cost. It's a hidden cost. When they when you buy the car, aka when you run game and you get the woman, when you get a girlfriend or a wife, nobody tells you the maintenance and the repair cost. When you go buy a car, they don't say it cost. As a matter of fact, if you ask a salesperson about what the maintenance is of a car, they're gonna lie to you. Then you ask them, what does it cost to repair a part on this car? They're going to lie to you. They're not going to tell you the truth. It will not be up front. You're going to find out along the way. Then if that car goes bad, I got to replace the car. And I put in all of this money to own, repair, maintain, and repair. So this is why dudes say it's free. It's not. Soon as you get the girl, there's a maintenance cost. There's a repair cost. And there's a replace cost. That is way more expensive than the cost of own, the cost of getting, procuring. The value is not in the ownership. It is in the maintenance, repair, and replace. You guys got to level your mindset up because I'm tired of arguing with you normies. I'm tired. I'm not tired of it. It's just goofy. So anyway. Anyway. It's why some people lease. This is why some people rent. This is why some people don't own. They go monk mode. This is why some people don't own. They just don't want to do it, <laughs> right? They're like, I don't want to deal with these costs. I don't want to deal because there's a cost no matter what. There's a cost on every one of these things, okay? That's like saying I get cars for free. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're going to put gas in that car. You're going to do something to that car. You're going to wash it. You're going to vacuum. There's something you're going to do to it. And it's going to be done to you. Ninja, don't change your oil for 100,000 miles. Then tell me how that car's running. Okay? Tell me how that car's running. That shit going to eat you alive. Don't put new tires on your cars for 100,000 miles. Let's see how that works out. 
Anyway, if it flies, floats, or fornicates, always lease. <laughs> All right, no government name says, thank you for this blue chip mindset, coach. He says, I'm behind schedule today, trying to catch up on 2X, but I'm watching everything you put out this year. Thank you. Thanks to you, I've started thinking about time and money differently, and I've started building a plan for residual income. So my first few dollars come in uh, from it this week. It's not much, but it feels good to see stuff coming together. He says, I'm going to keep grinding, learning, and building this, and hopefully, I can get you a real sponsorship. Thank you, coach. Indeed. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations, man. Residual income is great when it comes in little by little. You comes in and you're like, wow, it's actually working out. Then later on, those dollars will be great. Shout out to FNU for the uh, PayPal. All right. You didn't say much, but I appreciate it. What are we doing here? We'll get to a little bit of this message. KT says, but my JUCO is like no other JUCO. Thanks, coach. Indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, be up front. The best thing, and you guys will be quite shocked, when you are up front with women, this is why, This is why, you know, women always talking about men are dogs and men are this and men are this. You know why? Because men lie. All right? And men think lying is going to be better for them with women. I'm going to tell you it's not. Just be up front with them. Be up front. Stop lying to these bras. They're not even worth lying to. They far outnumber us. There ain't that got that much value anyway. Stop lying to them. And what the best thing is going to do is when you tell them what it is, you actually don't waste time. Okay, watch this. If I tell a woman, this is what it's going to be. And she says, hell no. And she walks off. Well, <laughs> I wasted no time. I wasted no time. She walked the hell off the job. She didn't take the job. Okay. Now I'm walking away. Not being direct, just saying, this is what I'm looking for. Like, y'all niggas just be like, she'd be like, what are you looking for? I'm looking for my, I'm looking for my boo. I'm looking for my homie lover friend. I'm looking for my everything. And you just want to fornicate with her. We got to be honest. You just want to fornicate. And you know, once you bust two nuts, you're going to be done with her. You know, she ugly. She know, you know, she's below your standards. She's settling for you. And you guys go to line and selling them a dream and giving them the lover boy fantasy and twisting their head up. I want my rib. I want my girl. You bust two nuts and skedaddle. And then she's pissed. And she has a right to be. She has a right to be pissed. Because I don't encourage that type of goofy shit. You're only causing problems for yourself. Look, I'm not really looking for a relationship at this particular point. Um, I'm looking for something in between that and a friends with benefits. No strings attached. Uh, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Um, what about monogamy? Now, monogamy is off the table. I'm not a monogamous guy. I'm safe. I'll make sure our health is taken advantage of, taken care of. All right. And, um, and so forth and so on. You'll be surprised at how many women take that deal. You'll be shocked. There's some lonely ass women that'll take that deal. Now they are only going to take it for a short period of time and they'll flip bait and switch and all that shit. This is why you protect it. Some women will take that deal. All right. I know what it is. I see your status. I know what it is. Just don't embarrass me. Stay healthy. <laughs> right. And they'll take that deal because it's good enough for you in the meantime. She's like, well, in the meantime, I'll go find my boo. But in the meantime, you seem like a cool guy. You seem safe. You're not going to disrespect me, embarrass me. You're not going to risk my health. I'll take the deal. All right. It is what it is. So.
you'll be shocked. But you have to kind of have leverage and options as well. Or you have to have a status or a look. Or you have to have something that she's interested in. All right. Some women will take that deal. Some women won't. Like 90% of women won't. 90% of women will not take that deal. Great. <laughs> right. Great. Good. I don't have to. I don't have to waste my time with this individual. All right. Anyway. Did I get these brothers here? I know I got to get on with the show. Somebody says, uh, Macaroni Tony, Brother Greg, I remember when you could uh, get quality water for 25 cents. He says, all these air quality advisories going on. He says, what do you think is next <laughs> right here? Uh, we got a lot going on here for sure. I don't know if I'm going to get through this show for real. Uh, but he says, hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yeah. yo. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. No, no, no. No government name says I have no government name says I have a friend that was complaining that its bosses who are some Kaylee friends are racist. I said, um, ask yourself if you can make 500 K with their network and or $1 million with you. 500 K with their network or $1 million with just you. What are you choosing? I never heard him complain again. And he says, it's about the money coach. It was about the money. It wasn't about the racism. It was about the money. Eddie says, I donated a little too last night and you missed it. No, I didn't. I got, I remember you. I remember you. Travis says PUAs do so much damage to male self-esteem and it's not talked about yet because he says you become jaded and hateful and people can sense that about you. I say that PUAs are just incels in sales. They are. He says they are just salesmen like the dude who clean shoes at the mall. Indeed, they are. I mean, everything they do is a sale. Everything leads to you got to buy this. It's a it's a hard sale. I like soft sales. I like it like, hey, uh, you be a fool to not buy this. That's kind of how I do things softly. And what will happen is you'll extend your you'll extend your reign. You'll extend your time. But ninjas is trying to get in and get out quick. Anyway, let me do this. They're trying to get in and get out quick, make the money, and then not be responsible for the shit. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you, constantly getting rejected as a strategy is dumb. I don't care who you are. And I showed you some PUAs doing that strategy. And um, they'll say, man, rejection's nothing. And if anybody's seen this Patreon, I did a Patreon. I did a Patreon where I showed you two pickup guys. They were running game and pickup. And over the course of the pickup, which was hours, they were in the field. Over the course of hours, the quality of the woman started going down the toilet. <laughs> right they started aiming low trying to hit anybody remember that it was super sad and then they started struggling as to even what to say to woman because the little bit of shit that they were trying to say to them at the beginning they didn't ran out of bullets they ran out of ammo by the time they got to the middle point of the video they was out there trying to get shoot easy shots on macedons it was actually disgraceful. And I was like, look, this is what rejection does to you. And this is visual proof. They just kept going lower and lower on the rung. And as they went lower on the rung, they were still out of their league. There was fat women with OnlyFans. <laughs> I was like, look, and I even predicted it. I said, I bet you she has an OnlyFans because they're going for it. And they're like, oh, she looks like an easy one. And still she treated them. She treated them. She was like, nah, I was like, yo, this shit right here. This is a no-brainer. I could I could break it down like a surgeon. This constant rejection is not good for you. It's not good for you. 
So you ninjas are rather what'll happen is you'll aim low, you rather aim low and hit than aim high and miss. So you start not aiming high. And even when the when the yeah, the spray and pray, spray and pray, even when they were, they would see an attractive woman, they would see an attractive woman and would not barely talk to them. <laughs> right. They wouldn't even barely talk to them. They saw the finest chicks and they try to say something and then they wouldn't even put in much time. They knew they were rejected. And then it got worse. Then it got super worse. And I was like, see, that's the type of shit. Then they started kind of making fun of everybody, started to be kind of goofy. And then they started to do what? Target women that had men. Which was an automatic rejection. But then they were like, I'm going to steal his hoe. I'm going to take his girl from him. He don't know how to keep her. She out of his league with that out of the league bullshit. So then they started talking women that had men present with them. This shit was actually disgraceful. And it's the shit that I warn you about. Mm. So now they're going after people who they obviously going to get rejected. So then when they go up, they're obviously safeguarding themselves by saying, oh, they're obviously going to reject me because her man was there. But I'll steal their bro. Bruh. I'm like, man, this you can't be out here like this. I don't want to send men out here like this. This is not good for you. It's a dramatic waste of time. It was a it was super and it's on my Patreon. So if you guys want to go look at it, I think it's in the 25 and up level, 25 and up level. It's on there. Broke it down. I'm like, dude, how much how much time can you waste? Wasting. How much more reject? Dude, you're not only eroding your self-esteem, your time. Most guys wouldn't even put up with with the with five minutes of this shit, right? I could even put up with five minutes of this shit. I was like, this is a fruitless effort. But if I'm gonna encourage somebody to do that, why not encourage them to get their priorities straight? Why not encourage them to actually invest their time in something that's gonna be more fruitful with a better return? That's not a numbers game. That's a fool's game. And and trust me, I've been there. I've been there. I don't care what your mouthpiece is. I've been there. I know it's a dramatic waste of time. There's no value in that long term. So low value returns. So the one woman that, oh, by the way, the women that were actually stopping the talk, they ended up wasting their time. And then remember, they was like, <laughs> remember, they was like the couple women that did stop to talk to them and that they were like, see, man, we got them was ugly as fuck. I was like, basic. I was like, what? They bragging about this. So, dude. Man, that shit is absolutely crazy. And then they will run up over here talking about, oh, they fumbled one. Yeah, they remember they fumbled one. They had one in the bag, got the stuff. Dude, you got to see that video. This is what they're sending you out to do. And then they will come over here like I ain't got no game. I'm like, man, bro, you, you guys, you guys, if you need that, you out here losing. If you need that type of life, you out here losing. <laughs> they fumbled one. They had one in the bag. Oh, they had one in the bag. She was ready to go to the hotel, but guess what happened? He who talks first loses. So they had one ready to go to the hotel. And he got the talking and yip-yapping, and he lost. He lost her. And she's, yep, the Latina chick. And she barely could speak no English, and he had one in the bag and fumbled it. <laughs> she was ready to get, she was ready to get grab ankles. You guys got to watch this shit, man. You guys got to watch it down. I, I broke it down like a surgeon. She was ready, hot and ready. She was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And he got the hemming and hawing and shuffling and stumbling and blew the layup. Blew it. I was like, damn.
They just talk too much. You ain't got no mouthpiece. You talk too damn much. You will be surprised. Ninjas with mouthpiece probably talk themselves out of Punani as opposed to attracting it. Dudes that think they have the mouthpiece probably talk themselves out of Punani rather than attracted it. And I'll go even further. The dudes that are really doing it out here ain't saying much. They have mystery, a little mysterious intrigue. The really guys that are really doing it ain't saying much about it. They sitting off to the side and you think he ain't doing shit. And because he ain't bragging about the fat chick that he got. He just sitting off to the side. He the one really doing it. <laughs> he said fumbled on the far uh, uh, on the five yard line. Hey, think poor state poor. Is this really that simple? Can it be that it was all so simple then? All right. A couple of things I want to talk about because we're at the three hour mark. I don't want to go too long. I got a phone call here coming up. I do have a phone call. I'm waiting for this phone call. Let me see if I got the message. Nope. Damn, that's going to call me. But uh, first of all, you guys, uh, one of the things that you have to uh, understand is we talked about this with the mindset of the dollar. The dollar in 5, 10, 15, 20 years is going to look completely different. So if you think you're comfortable or content, that's why I use the word content in the question. If you're content now, this is going to be harmful for you in the future. So you must have a constant approach of getting more or giving up. Now, this poor mindset does contribute to a lot of people making excuses and or you kind of talking to a lot of people rehashing conversations as to why you guys are struggling or why you can't get over. And these excuses can belabor you and keep you in the poorhouse. Okay, so, you know, a couple pieces of advice that I'm going to give you here is um, you really need to go within yourself if you want to approach the idea of separating yourself from a group of people and reaching a different economic economic stratosphere. Whether it's going from 50K to 75, 75 to 100, 100 to 200. You have to leave these people and have an idea of what you want, what it looks like, be able to explain it to yourself on a daily basis, have goals, have a vision board, hone in on a skill or two, without necessarily depending on someone else. But we follow the cash flow quadrant over here, which is taking you through being a primary earner into a self-employed and or skipping to a business owner and a investor. In reality, you need people in order to become filthy, rotten, rich. In order to become rich or, uh, um, well, to become wealthy, but in order to become rich or better off economically, you can do this by yourself, by leaving a lot of people behind. A lot of us believe that we're all going to rise up together at the same rate, like water, all right? I pour enough water, we're going to rise up to the surface at the same rate. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I believe that everybody should be honing in on their skill, doing what they need to do, and then everybody else will take care of themselves. Everybody is help. Everybody's healthy. Everybody has the ability to be task-oriented and do what they need to do to rise. Can we get together with a few like-minded people to become wealthy? Yes. You're eventually going to need to have a team in order to become wealthy. I'm actually dealing with this mindset, right? You can't do it all by yourself. You're either going to run out of time, run out of energy, and or run out of money. You can't be everywhere and do all things by yourself. So you're going to need more people. This leads into the business mindset of the cash flow quadrant, which was authored by Robert Kiyosaki. 
So now you need a team of like-minded individuals, people who are potentially smarter than you in an area for you to develop, actually take time away from focusing on things to actually increase your wealth, okay? That's the way it's going to go. If you're around like-minded people who are poor-minded, you're probably going to be poor. So here's the advice, and we're not going to do it. I'm going to actually keep it short. Number one, get serious about life. Get your priorities straight. Take notes. Get, your, get serious about your life. Get your priorities straight. So I don't believe in depression for men. You're, you can't afford it. I don't believe in depression for men as an excuse. Now, if you have a depression in your head, okay, but you can't afford to be depressed. You have too much time on your hands, and you're not honing in on what your potential is. You're healthy. You have life. Come on, man. Let's make the best of it. I'm not going to feel sorry for you, okay? Only deal with what's real in real people. Don't believe in the philosophy that we all rise up together. We don't. We don't. So it's not like your community is going to rise up together. All men are going to rise up together against women. All blacks are going to rise up against whites. I actually saw when I was talking about Latinos coming in and being the primary uh, citizen in Texas. And I said, hey, Latinos are going to surpass blacks by fourfold in, in a couple of decades. I actually saw somebody say, if blacks and Latinos combined, we would be unstoppable. See, that shit right there. That right there is why y'all going to stay poor. Like, I was, I was going to address it. That's unbelievable. First of all, it ain't going to happen. Why would you want that to happen? And why are you depending on shit like that? Why do you think they're going to do that? They're coming, from, they're coming from another land in another country. Why are they going to link up with you? <laughs> like, why? Combine to do what? Take out the white man? What, what kind of shit is this? This is absolutely disgraceful, right? So this is this, hey, we're going to reach out to somebody to get us out of our plight and our condition. Always waiting for somebody else to solve your problems. Like, that's, that's crazy talk. It's crazy talk. Why would they do this? Many people do come in America and realize ninjas got a mindset that they don't want to be around. First thing they do is not be around it, and, th and that's how they become better. That's actually crazy. But you got to get around you got this idea that everybody's going to arise together is false narrative. It's a hope strategy. You have to do what's best for you and you alone and you and your family alone. Forget everybody else. Forget everybody else. That shit does not matter. It's inconsequential. These people are not going to rise up for you. They're probably going to treat you like a target. They're probably going to be a parasite against you. Then they are going to help you rise up. Right? It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> if we combine together, we'll, we'll stop the world. It ain't going to happen. I've been around Latinos for all my life. Shout out to my, my, my Latino brothers. I've been around Latinos for a long time. They are not concerned about the Negro plight. Right? <laughs> I don't care if they're Afro-Latina or not. I don't care if you say they dark like us. Ninja, I've been around the South Bay area. If you grew up in Southern California, you know that ain't never going to happen. <laughs> right? Ninja be at each other's neck. All right? Trying to get up out of there, bro. That ain't never going to happen. It ain't ever going to happen. So, shout out to my brothers and all that. But you, you asking for a pipe dream. So... <laughs> Me no black poppy. Not even the black Dominicans gonna help y'all ninjas out in America at all. You expect <laughs> they got names for you that I might not be able to say on YouTube, 
And if you can't speak Spanish, you ain't linking up with them. <laughs> you ain't linking up. What the fuck? Mm. All right. You better learn how to speak Spanish. And if you don't know no Spanish, Ninja, they're going to run some Home Depot game on your ass. Like, come on, bro. That's it's, <laughs> Ninjas are desperate. Stop being desperate. But um, they, they have their own agenda and their own interest and their own families. No, they ain't linking up to take out the white man anytime soon. So let's get on with this. We're not going to rise up together. So you have to take it upon yourself and the people who are like-minded to rise up. The next thing is, the next thing is, um, if you're satisfied with substandard living and you make it work, it's going to eventually attract poor people. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you say, hey, look, I don't have to live in this area. I can live in this area because it's cheaper. Uh, a lot of people do this, Southern California life. So they'll live in, let's say they grew up in Los Angeles. This has happened to many of poor people. I'm going to give you a prime example. Around the 1990s in Los Angeles, in the war-torn areas of South Central Los Angeles, Inglewood, Watts, Compton, at one particular point, it was so bad, the crime was so bad, that people, good, good common people from the community said, there's some cheap land out in Palmdale, Lancaster, and, and Antelope Valley, <laughs> okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to move out to Palmdale. We're going to move out to Rancho Cucamonga. We're going to move out to Ontario. We're going to move out to Lancaster, Palmdale. We're going to move out to Antelope Valley. We're going to move out. And what happens is because it's cheap, you move there. Everybody took their shit and they left the area that's torn up and then they run out there, and because it was cheap, you moved out there. But guess who else moved out? Cheap people. People who were satisfied with living substandard. And they took good areas, and they ruined them in a matter of 10 years. They eventually got the gang violence to move out there. They got the hood to move out to Palmdale in the middle of 120-degree summers. Rancho Cucamonga, all of that shit. They got the bullshit to move by them because they didn't say we're going to level up. They just leveled out. Mm. <laughs> Nobody in their damn right mind said that that's a good place to live because they said it attracted people who had a substandard, substandard, cheap living mindset model. And they said, hey, everybody go out here if you want. And then it just followed them out there. We see this all the time. Because you decided to live down here. You decided we'll just live instead of going, I'm going to level up. You leveled out, and then the bullshit followed you. You guys got to watch out for that. That is a constant trap that's being pulled on a lot of people. And it eventually brings the shit to, right back to your doorstep. So find the best way for you to figure out how to level up, not level out. All right. They end up ruining the neighborhood, bringing down the property value, and nobody in their right mind whatever go out there to buy shit to do shit out there all right they brought down a value because they had a certain mindset this mindset has to escape you and if you're a man you have to leave your family many times to escape this okay it was friday the sequel last one right here we have tremendous advantages and sometimes we have as what i called in my course called conquer we have deficiencies right so you had tremendous advantages. What are your advantages? If you're a man watching me, first of all, you're a man. That's a tremendous advantage. If you are strong, somewhat young, capable, you have a good mindset, you're smart, intelligent. If you're not around those type of people, 
They're going to make you focus on your deficiencies. You're short. Okay. You black, you dumb, you a ninja. All right. Or any other race of people, you piece of trailer park trash. All right. You ain't never going to be rich. The ideas you have are dumb. Okay. There's a bunch of deficiencies that we have you from a low economic area. You'll never be successful or rich. You ain't never going to be rich. You're going to only get ugly, bro. I mean, there's a whole bunch of deficiencies that we have naturally and deficiencies that we put and lock onto our brain. You have to make sure you focus on your advantages. Okay. I am one that focuses on my extreme advantages. And you have to positively self-talk yourself to the point of insanity with these because people will be far too willing to tell you to focus on your deficiencies. And there's not a deficiency you can't overcome. So they'll always tell you, well, you look like this and you this and you that, right? They'll focus on those deficiencies. When you have so much advantage and talent out here, it's ridiculous. And these people often find themselves poor. This is why think poor, stay poor. They're not any better than you. If they were better than you, they wouldn't even be talking to you, as we know. They wouldn't even be talking to you if they were better than you. So the loudest boos come from the cheap seats. The loudest boos come from the cheap seats. The loudest boos come from the cheap seats. Dr. Umar special. I repeated it three times so you can get it. When you go into an arena, the people coming up with the most bullshit and talking the most shit up in the three, 400 and 500 section next to the wall. The people in the front 100 section, they ain't saying shit. First of all, they too close to boo because they're going to be get seen booing and the players going to run up in them stands. All right. But the economy section where the person spent their last $200 to bring their family, they didn't pay for parking. They walked five miles to the arena because they have a mindset. You guys got to dodge a mindset. How can I do this without having to walk, park in the substandard parking, walk five miles? I see them all the time. I'm parking in front of the stadium. Man, that was a $150 parking spot. And I didn't come in here sweating. I didn't come in here all musty and shit. I didn't come in here looking beat red or dark ass black. I parked in here and I'm going to park my ass right. I'm going to get the hell out of here. You're going to walk five miles. See, this is the shit. That's the mindset. All right, what do I got to do? And if I got to keep doing it, I got to keep grinding so I can have that. And also. I didn't have to not buy snacks. I've been there, guys. Trust me, I've been there. I didn't have to not buy the beer. I didn't have to not buy the drinks. I didn't have to not enjoy myself. I didn't have to sit where I had binoculars and looking at the screen. No, I'm going to work my ass off because that's how I want to go entertain. But the people who have to pinch pennies, the people who have to go to one game a year, the people who have to bring their whole family and not let your kids eat hot dogs and get cotton candy, those are the ones booing the loudest because it means the most. Hey, look, I came to this game for y'all to win, and y'all ain't winning. So, boo. But the people in the 100 section got season tickets. The people in the 100 section, they've been there before. The people who that have paid the most, they've been here the most. They got the most to gain, and they're just looking for a little bit of entertainment because tomorrow they're doing something else. They're going to have more entertainment. Right? They can, this is not the last of it. So they are not dependent on the performance of this team to set their mood. They're going to be somewhere else tomorrow. 
right? Enjoying themselves. Not only that, they're going to be at the after party. They're going to be over there fornicating tomorrow. You, you got to go home with your fat wife. <laughs> so I'm not shitting on these people, but what I'm saying is I know people with this mindset. Think poor, stay poor. They think poor, they're going to stay poor. They think like that, they're going to only be able to go to one game a year. They think like that, they're going to have to drive 3,000 miles to the uh, family reunion while I fly in and fly out. So, guys, it happens. We get into tough economic crunches. That's one thing. You lose all your money. That's one thing. A lot of people lose money, and they get it right back because they have a mindset. They have a mindset. Okay, I lost my money. So what? I got my house foreclosed and repossessed. So what? You'll find that in five years, they right back in the same position. The stuff they lost were just material things. We're not talking about material. We're talking about mindset. But some ninjas don't do shit and they stay poor the entire time. And this isn't just blacks. It's just we're talking about ninjas like people. And they never have. And they choose to never have. They choose to not separate themselves from the dead weight in their life. They choose to not separate from the dead weight in their life. They choose to aim low and hit rather than aiming high and miss. I wake up every day. I'm going to aim high and miss. I'm going to aim high and miss. Okay, just like running game. I'm going to aim high, and then you aim lower and lower and lower, but you will find your level. At some particular point, guys, you guys got to look at it and say, am I willing to be like everybody else and go to the amusement park? And we all, I remember, I remember, I remember, I don't want to put my family under the bus, but we have separate, we have a lot of families, so nobody knows who I'm talking about. I remember going to an amusement park, Great America. Shout out to everybody in the Midwest. I say this with love. I remember going with my family to an amusement park. This was the biggest trip of the year for my family. Our, my family is now, you know, as a in whole wealthy. There's some people doing good. There's some people not so good. And they were like, let's piece up together, get the kids some tickets to Great America, and so forth and so on. Right. Now, once I've been around wealthy people, I knew, wow, we were really doing we were really doing something, you know, interesting. So what we did was. You know, our parents made sacrifices, I'm sure some other parents paid for some other kids, cousins and nephews and all that shit. What eventually we did was we went to Great America and we packed up bologna sandwiches. I remember I remember to this day. They were spending all day in the kitchen, the ladies putting mayonnaise and mustard on bread that has Ziploc bags, bologna, Oscar Mayer, right? And slapping, slapping sandwiches together. Big bags of potato chips. That's how we went. Those are the things that I look back and I say, man, I'm glad they did that. I was appreciative. I know we probably were looking at and smelling all the food. The French fries, the churros, the sodas, the candy, <laughs> right? I'm sure we was begging and begging the shit out of them. Like, hey, how come we can't have no candy, cotton candy and shit like that? So we went, probably had a moment where we all went to the car, ate our bologna sandwiches and shit like that. Now, I appreciate them for doing that. Salami, I appreciate they for doing that. And they probably took tremendous risk for that. Now, I would never do that. I would never want to do that. I would never take part in anything like that. Once I became an adult, I was like, I will never do that. 
If you look down the line, that's a think poor, stay poor mindset. I would never do some shit like that. Because I know there's a different experience, right? I know there's a way different experience. So what happens is there's kids that go and they go get the fast pass. We probably stayed in line sweating. We probably rode three rides the entire time. We probably rode three rides. We probably didn't get in no rides. We probably it, we probably messed up everybody's ride getting in the line. And I also know there's people that do this and they get the fast pass. They get the best enjoyment out of the experience because they take less people. They take less dead weight. They don't cover for people who can't. And if they do, they're giving back in the instance. They'll take a kid. All right. And they get the fast pass. And they'll get this and they'll get that. They'll get the VIP treatment and whatnot. Now, let me tell you, I've once heard somebody say. I once heard somebody say, once you fly first class, you'll never want to ride cattle again. I mean, you'll never want to ride coach again. Once you ride first class, you'll never want to ride in coach again. Now, it's a mindset. You will eventually ride in coach. It happens. But the experience of VIP, the experience of a fast pass, the experience of being able to eat what you want to eat and enjoy it, kind of out far outweighs. Hey, at least we put it together and... You know what I mean? At least we got there. At least we did it, and you halfway did it. You halfway experienced it. And people will live like this. I think this is a poor mindset. It could be valuable. It could be done. It's not ungrateful. But you'll find that you'll carry this on a lot, and you'll have this to say. And I'll end it with this. You'll say things. You don't need that. Watch this. You don't need VIP. You don't need fast pass. You don't need to live in a better neighborhood. You don't need to wear jewelry. You don't need to have a nice car. You don't need, you'll do this with everything in life. It is not just the amusement part where you'll do this. You'll do this with everything. You don't need to sit in the 100 seats. You don't need to sit in the VIP section of the club. You don't need to have nice shoes. You don't need, and you'll do this with every goddamn thing. You'll be at Walmart buying them cheap-ass shoes, hurting your feet, paying for a podiatrist later in life with bunions in the gout. You'll do that, and you don't realize, Ninja, you're putting yourself backwards. You don't need skinny women. You don't need in-shape women. You don't need this. You don't need to travel. You don't need a passport. You'll do this with not just the amusement park. You'll do this with everything. It is That's a poor mindset. <laughs> you know what I mean? So watch out for that. It is not, that's a microcosm. It's just a small part of a poverty mindset that's going to be infected you. And you got to dodge it. So let me get to these super chats. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Think poor, stay poor. Your family will tell you. You don't need that. You don't need to go on vacation. You don't need to plan excursions. You'll go on vacation. And they'll be like, you don't need to go on a helicopter ride. You don't need to go on a horseback ride. You don't need this. And y'all walking everywhere. You don't need to ride the subway. You don't need to get in the Uber. We'll walk. And they'll do everything and then just completely ruin the experience. <laughs> right? And you're like, come on, man. Live a little. And then in order to live a little, you got to do a lot more. I'm going to tell you, there's people out here enjoying life. 
they're enjoying life. They're doing life to the fullest. While you're like, nah, I ain't going to do, I, man, do not do that. Do not do that, man. Y'all got to do something else. Or you don't have to, but that's going to require you to actually make greater sacrifices in your life. All right, what are we doing here? Yep, they'll avoid the tollway to sit in traffic for 45 minutes. And you know the tollway. You ever be to a tollway? In California, there's few toll roads. On the East Coast, there's a lot. You almost can't avoid them. But what will happen is you'll have avoid tollways. You'll drive clear across way east and west, north and south, all the way around. <laughs> At first, it's going to sound good until you hit stoplight, stoplight, traffic, crawling. Anyway, man, get the easy pass, Ninja, and don't worry about the shit. Where are we we're going right here? Shout out to Little World More. 304s would get sick every fall just so they can keep getting attention and recognition and keep the sisterhood going. Shout out to you. Francine Cook, shout out to you and says, go. Um, RNU, uh, registered nurse Olu says, I might have missed it, but did you notice Vanessa Hudgens? Hudgens current boyfriend is 26 and she is 34 so an eight-year age gap only two years less than her ex and kaya so let's just add on to that not only is her ex dating a younger woman she's dating a younger man but of course grooming and there's only a two-year age gap but we would not call her a groomer or a predator now would we shout out to jt williams says had to ghost the chick raptor claws big bird eyes and clown makeup just ain't my style. That's straggle. Yeah, straggle material. I can't deal with straggles. I don't care. All right. Um, sometimes I can though, but rational rationality just woke up from a Mastodon Safari. Hit the light. Wait, we'll hit late stream. C3 Augustus, another book for the money mindset. 10X is easy. I'm sorry, 10X is easier than 2X by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Total game changer for me. That makes sense. Garnett, or sorry, Garrett Harris doubles up. Home Depot got two sides of the parking lot. 50 Latinos, five ninjas. All right. He says they are not hiring. They are not taking us on their jobs. They have cousins. He says be lazy and live scarce or grind and live abundant or get rich and die trying. Uh, by the way, yes, have you ever seen... um? There's an organization structure to uh, day laborers. And Ninja, you're not getting into it. Also, in construction, I want you to be aware, my, for my brothers, the construction game and the day, mate, the day labor game, you guys have lost steady ground in this because you're getting boxed out and you don't realize Latinos have deep family. They have deep family. So, you think they're going to piece up with you and not hire their cousin, their brother, their tio, their tia, not hire their abuela, abuela, not because abuelo is working, not hire their uh, primo and prima, not hire their hermano, hermanas, hermanas. Stop. Uh, he said Samoans too. Yep. And Samoans typically do shit like they work security, Right. <laughs> They work security. Now, you'll pull up to a security company, and they'll all have their jackets, uh, you know, big ninja security agency, and they're going to hire their cousins. 
and they're all related by cousins because cousin means different than our cousins. They're going to hire all their cousins. Mm. You're not getting in there, bro. And they're going to hire their brother-in-law and all that shit before they hire you. Just letting y'all know, man, they're going to box you out fast. Now, we don't have family structure like that that has uh, leverage and pull, right? So it is what it is, but it's it's one thing you got to be aware of. Yeah, they're going to hire Oos. They're going to hire all the Ooses, right? The bloodline. It is what it is. And you're going to be boxed out thinking, hey, man, we're going to get together and box out the white man. No, dude, that, why? <laughs> they got allegiances to big, big family. So we got to understand that. I think guys in construction know this. Guys in construction know this. They're going to hire Hector real quick before they hire you. And if you don't know, there's levels to this game. Um, um, what he called the day laborer mafia, where, where there's a or there's a there's a structure. There's supervisors out there for day laborers. Like they keep shit balanced out there. Otherwise, there'll be fights. So you'll pull up. I pull up the day laborers all the time. All right, I pull up. I see somebody. They be waving me down. All right, I pull up. I'm like, I need you, you, and you. They'll be like, and then the supervisor due to come in, or like the, the 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 order due to come in, and he'll pick for you. You like, you don't need this dude right here. You don't need this dude. You be like, nah, I don't need him. Like, there's an order. You can't just jump. That's kind of like car salesmen. Car salesmen have the same order. They call it the um, is it the tank shark tank? Ups, they call it ups. Like if you go on a car lot, not all the car dealers, not all the car salesmen can run to you. They have an order of who's up next. Yep. And same thing on the day laborer game and all that shit. You can't just jump, run up and be like, ah, take it because he got to come back to that field. And if he jumped in front of somebody else, they're going to make sure. They're going to make sure he knows what's what. So there's some dudes out there that are saying, yeah, you, 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 you. Like you, you, no, 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 you not up. There, there's an order. There's no chaos out there. It might look chaotic to you, but there's order out there. And there's a dude that never go on jobs. And he always out there, <laughs> right? He taking the cut. He taking the cut from who getting paid. He the supervisor. He the supervisor, so you guys got to know, man, there's levels to this shit. And don't think you can just jump out there and undercut them. Just say you went out there um, and they stand by U-Haul. And um, you're like, all right, I'm going to just be a day laborer today. And you walk out there, Ninja, you get knocked out. You walk out there and become day laborer to come get you a job. And you don't talk to them guys and understand what the structure is. You get knocked out quick. You might get life taken from you out here undercutting them. So don't think you're just going to pull up the Home Depot and then just start taking jobs from these men. Nope, you're not. Anyway, Henry Resilient, Fast Pass is what Diamond membership is on the junior college. If you can't afford them, then you're wasting your time. Boss up, Ninja, 100%. And you got to kick that mindset. You can be like, eh, am I really going to do it? If you, if you don't do it, you, you're in the wrong game. You're in the wrong game. All right. Can you make it work? Yes, it's just going to be harder. Y'all niggas want to swim upstream on everything. Okay. Why don't you actually put in the work for this area, like work hard on your shit, then you rarely have to swim upstream. And one more piece of advice. One more piece of advice. When you level up 
This is just something that I don't know. I don't know. I don't because I'm broke. I don't have a job. But when you level up shit, things get more expensive. They don't get cheaper. And this is what a lot of people underestimate. This is why people will say something in a poor mindset of more money, more problems. It's not true. But what you'll find is the things you're going to want to do because everything's covered. Like, for instance, if I'm poor and I become a little bit wealthy, everything I buy now is cheap. All right. Jordans are cheap. Shoes are cheap. Jeans are cheap. When before they weren't cheap, they were very expensive. I had to look forward to buy them. Damn, I got to get I got to get Jordans. I got I can't wait. I have to save my money. Well, when you reach a certain stratus, you can buy 10 Jordans. It don't matter. <laughs> right. It doesn't put a dent. But everything you do after that is going to be more expensive, meaning your 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 utilities, your houses and cars. I don't care. I don't know a lot of people who make two hundred thousand dollars living in the gutter, living minimal, living minimal in the hood. They might live minimal, but they probably still live in a gated house, <laughs> right? A gated community. They are living minimal, but they are not living in poverty around poverty people. So they still are paying a lot of expenses. So your expenses will go up. Not only that, the things you need to do to entertain yourself go up. You're going to travel more. That goes up. Like buying a couch and a sofa is not a thing anymore because you bought a couch and a sofa. Then you're going to have to buy bigger couches and sofas because your house is bigger. <laughs> right. Then you're going to want to go to events. Then the people that are around the event, they're going to be like, hey, there's an event here. It's going to cost you five grand. You'll be like, I'll never pay that. You're going to start paying for that. Okay. Mm. You're not going to be shopping at Ikea no more. When you leveled up. So people have to understand shit gets more expensive. Even when you start earning more money. This is why then you have to understand how to work the tax game. How to work the tax game. If you. If you in fact. If you in fact let's just say. You make a lot of money. And then you say I'm going to minimalize and live in the gutter. Or live in a middle lower middle class area. What's going to happen? Anybody know what's going to happen? Right. Every rapper says I live in the hood. Guess what happens? And I actually saw this and somebody posted on locals. These guys lived in the hood or they were in the hood with a Lamborghini. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? You're going to get robbed and shot. <laughs> he said ring the bell. You know what's going to happen? It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. So. Don't tell me you're minimalizing and living lower. No, you're living in a safer area. You can minimalize, but you're not living. You're going to get shot, disappear, rob, stab, kill, delete it. People ain't going to let you live around them and you balling. <laughs> right? Oh, you he balling. Leave him alone. Let's let's celebrate him. Let's ask him how he did it. They're not. Your ass will be take, take, take off in a minute. So don't ever believe that you are eventually going to say, I need to get somewhere safe and secure. Thus, you're going to pay a little bit more to do that. And then just go find out the hard way. All right. Y'all men go find out the hard way. This whole minimalize don't mean live in poverty, live around impoverished people making $200,000 a year. Ain't going to happen. You can make $75,000 a year around broke people and get robbed on a constant. You get your shit broken straight into. All right. At 75K minimalizing. Where we at? Shout out to, uh, let me see here. 
Sam X says, uh, Coach, you weren't wrong with Mexican girls being fertile. My girlfriend's friend is Mexican, had a one night, and now she's pregnant. Give her the buzzer. Mm. And black women are super fertile, too. Um, and the only thing is they're all hopped up on birth control pills, and they terminate pregnancies like they eat Skittles. So black women are fertile, too. You just don't know it. All right. Uh, the Latino community and Mexicans in particularly, they believe in Catholicism, so... They have that as a belief system. So early termination of pregnancy is muchly off the table. So if it's birth control. So that's why they are considered fertile. Black women are just as fertile. And ask Margaret Sanger and Hillary Clinton. They solved that problem. Anyway, that's another story for another day. <laughs> right? All right. They got they got girls thinking strong and independent. They got girls. Um, they got girls thinking, get a job. They got girls thinking, I don't need no man. They got them hopped up on birth control. They got them out there deleting babies left and right. So black women are fertile too. They just don't, they just don't have babies like, like that. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> yep. They got planned parenthood, but, uh, you know, Mexican women don't really be doing birth control like that per se, per se, like just generally. And they, you know, so that's why they be out there being knocked up. All the time and be pushing them out. It is what it is. He says, normally blacks refuse to have that conversation. Hey, the proof is in the pudding. The devil's in the details. You can be mad, but let me pull up the chart. Let me pull up the chart. We account for 12% of the population as a total. We, but uh, 57% of the early terminations of pregnancy, something in 50% of the homicides in the rock, please. The devil's in the details. It is what it is. This is the speaker of truth. This is yours truly, the notorious one. And we gonna be out of here. Hit the like button on the way out of the building. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.